All right. Squirtacular just ended. Okay. We're recording on the heels of it. I have a uh, multiple choice question for you guys. Which of the following happened at Squirtacular this weekend? A child was lost. I feel that's common. And returned to, oh, I've never seen that before. And was returned <laughs> to Incorrect. its parent. And not only finished, and returned to its parent. Uh, and the parent barely cared. <laughs> <laughs> swear to God. Uh, where were you? <laughs> an ambulance came and... Uh, took us 45 minutes to remove a child who ended up being okay. Well, that's good. Um, if that's a clock could have broken uh, in the same building, uh, in the same rink. The clock. Have you ever seen a clock break where it, it literally does not work? <laughs> Datronics okay. needs a warranty. Here. I've seen them like be set wrong or. Yeah. Yeah, no. run wrong, but nope. She gone. Break. Okay. She yeah. gone. Then a lot D. So A is the lost child. B is the ambulance. C is the broken clock. D. This may have happened. A box worker was assaulted by a referee. Mm. <laughs> Did that happen? I, so of this, a, a lost to, child. B ambulance. I, I heard through a B also account. B ambulance. C broken clock. D box worker. What is the right answer? Any I mean, guesses? I I really want to say lost kid. Lost kid happened. I gear. It's a big complex. Yes, it's very possible. And if you've seen the pin trading, it's insanity, absolute insanity. They were pin trading today at one o'clock. <laughs> Over over a thousand people were pin trading at one o'clock. Wow, it was insane. Okay, so we have a lot. Okay, you go lost child, Carl. Your answer. You you think you know it's D, and Kayla, what's your answer? Yeah, I, I heard from someone who saw that. All right. Um, considering you texted, someone got assaulted. Then I'm going to go with that one. You're going with that one too. Well, the right answer is actually E. All four of those things happened, and. Yeah, they all happened within like three hours of each other on Friday afternoon. Score. Yeah. So how was your weekend, Tony? Other than after six o'clock Friday, it's fantastic. Easy, easy, beautiful easy, cover girl. Easy after that, but boy, from like two to six was just an absolute fire. But we put the fire out, and we got her done, and we have four champions. We have a Grand Rapids won the bronze. Uh Prior Lake won the gold. Edina won the silver. And Minnetonka won the big one, the, the double A. They were, but let me just tell you a quick story. I know this is the cold open and we're probably frozen by this point. But you understand how pool play works? Like you have the four teams in pool play and the three teams. Are you going to say in? the sections for the double A Well, that, that part too, but... East Grand know. Forks, with three minutes left in their final game of pool play against Minnetonka, was losing by a goal, but they had all the tiebreakers for a three-way tie. Everyone. They had goals allowed. They had goal differential. At goals four. They had everything locked in at 3 o'clock with three minutes left in their game, and the, the, the script got flipped, flipped when Rodgers, who was the last-place team in the whole pool, came back and tied Moorhead. Which every more was the number one team in the state. 
and they lost. Me a so bit. let me just put it with three minutes left. They were not, I mean, Minnetonka's out because they had, it was East Grand Forks was in. And because of the tie, Tonka got in because they beat mm. East Grand Forks and they won the tournament. Oh, that's kind of random. It was unbelievable. Like with three minutes left, they were out. And with literally 18 seconds left, Rogers tied it to tie them to knock Morant out of the three-way tie and knocked East Grand Forks out of it as well. Huh. Unbelievable. Good evening, hockey fans, and welcome to the Rink of Fire Boys High School Hockey Podcast. This week's pod is sponsored by Jack's Cafe, three generations of great food for any special occasion. The Red Black League, the largest boys and girls off-season high school league in Minnesota. Summit Orthopedics, 11 locations throughout the Twin Cities with specialists ready to treat any sports-related injury. And Gemini Athletic, pro-quality custom uniforms with a championship pedigree. And now, here's Danny, Carl, and Tony. Love is a burning thing. And it makes a fiery ring. Bound by wild desire. I fell into a ring of fire. So I, I like to say, Tony, like at work, there's fires, there's forest fires, and then there's forest fires in national parks. And I think you had a forest fire in national parks on Friday. There was. It, it always <laughs> happens every year. Um, well, while you were away, we had a lot of news this week. There was tons. I felt like I was reporting to Carl all week long. Well, yeah, I got incessant texts from both of you saying the exact same thing. What? That you should go to Jack's Cafe? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going there. Yes, exactly. I am going there in the next 10 days. Oh, for what reason? Uh, Winter hockey tournaments are over. That reason. Carl's in town? I'm in town this week. What? (laughs) Yeah. What day? Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Tuesday, Wednesday night. But Tuesday, other night. Tuesday. Let's go to dinner. Tuesday. Uh, so I, I Tuesday is Tonka Edina. That's great. We'll go at four thirty. I have to drive down though. What's that? He has to drive, to drive down though. He's driving down on Tuesday. Work. Or Can we talk about the logistics working. after the? No, I think we should talk about it on the show. We should talk about on the show. I think it'd be even better. It sounds like Danny, my grandma. You're not prepared for me to be weird on Squirtacular <laughs> I Sunday. I am. I'm, Just be I'm here reining you in. <laughs> I can't you. be reined in. I have no filter today, no. okay? Okay. So, Never Jax, do. why do you want to go to Jax? Because it's good, okay? I okay, like can, it. I like it a lot. That's okay. why. Are you smarter than a second grader's vocabulary? No. It's good. <laughs> That's good. Okay. Um, That's enough. Okay. So, yeah, let's plan on going to Jax. Game on. Okay, cool. So, Carl, when do you go home? Friday. Friday. So, but you're not going to hockey day. The answer is no. Okay. Okay. But you are going to Grand Rapids next Sunday. Yes. All right. Okay. We got AJ Riles from Proctor coming. That should be fun. I think he's pretty jacked. He was really excited when he responded back to my invite. So we have Riles and. 
Coach Clafton from Thunderhawks. That's some That's news that was not in the script of news, but yes, let's let's go back to other news, Carl. I know. So what? News? You want pure actual news? I want to that hear. was more of the sponsor read. That was a good sponsor read. It's kind of off the rails a bit, but we're fine. <laughs> I don't That's think that was, that was a hovercraft. Anyway, let's talk about some highlights from this past week. We had some milestones that are worth mentioning. Josh Storm, Lakeville South head coach, logged his 200th win. I did Rest not know Coach that. Storm. Yeah, yeah. Good job. Uh, Tanner Rausch of Rodsdale Armstrong Cooper hit the 100-point mark. Ding, 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 ding. That's a good one. I like it. Mm-hmm. And Harper Searles of Centennial, former podcast guest, hit 150 points. I like that. Yep. Josh Storm's a former guest, and he ate at Jack's Cafe. And so did That's Harper. Right. So did Harper. Yeah. Yes. It's just Cafe. It's good perfect. stuff. <laughs> perfect. Okay. Right. We had uh, four commitments, too. So big week in, in commitments. Holy crap. I uh, especially in the Northwest Metro, where we saw Lucas Bush, Maple Grove forward, committed to Massachusetts Lowell. She's a Sam Ranallo, for, formerly of Rogers, committed to St. Thomas. Landon Stringfellow, the Andover defenseman, committed to Lindenwood. And Finn D. St. Hubert of Wyzetta uh, is going to Yale. Nice. Ivy League. Yeah. Must be. Mm-hmm. Love it. Um, and is that, the, is that the first commit? On that team? On the second-rated team in the state has one commit. Think about that. Current. Yeah. yeah. Current. There are no other commits on that team. Correct. And when you go to a Wyzetta game, there's, like, 15 D1 coaches. When are they going to – there's going to be a literally an avalanche on that team. Ding, 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 ding. That's the feeling I get. Yeah, I I think so too. Okay, what else, Carl? All right. Other news, uh, some sad news coming out of uh, Shakopee. So Michaela McCarville, a girls player who uh, was in a car accident back in December, correct? December Uh, 26th. Yeah. T-bone car accident. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really sad. Uh, from the sort of realm of the random, New Prague and Laverne played a game this week. That game was played in Wasika. And New Prague played the Wasika JV. Wait, 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 slow down here. So I, I sent you this, and now my head hurts thinking about it. So say yes. that one more time. I got to write this down. New Prague. New Prague. Played Laverne. In varsity. Yeah. Yes. In, in Wasika? Yes. The game was in Wasika. I didn't note that. I, I have didn't... the score later. Okay. All right. And then who played Wasika's JV? New Prague. JV. Uh, when I sent that to you, the reason I sent it to you, Carl, we kind of texted about it. I go, this isn't something you see every day. No, it's weird. It was on one of the Twitter feeds. I'm like, I, I think for me, it just was. A, we were giving a little attention to to the 507 and yeah. those sections, but I also thought it was weird that there was a JV game. Obviously, one of those teams might not have a JV or there's a makeup game or something, but the fact that the right, New yeah. Prague and Laverne played a neutral site game, basically. It must have been hard to get down yeah. there or something. In Laverne is far. <laughs> That's reality. Yeah. Sika, as I can see on the lovely jersey with the star on the map, is you know kind of conveniently halfway in between. 
Okay, I'll buy that. I, okay. I like that. Yeah, but like maybe Wasika doesn't get a JV hockey day game in New Prague. It worked. I don't know. It's a Wasika. Maybe Laverne doesn't have a JV, so New Prague's needed to pick up a JV. Needed to pick up a game, and Wasika was already going to be there. No clue. Yeah. There's my guess. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. All right. Fascinating one. And if someone knows the answer, please send us a. a I'm sure we'll get it. I know Chris' story pretty yes. well, so I, I'm, if he listens, we'll maybe get a response. Mm-hmm. Uh, some, some player news here: Brayton Lund of Thief River Falls was reported uh, in numerous places to be out for the season a while ago, but he is back. It's yeah. like Willis Reed. He's just like, <laughs> welcome yeah. back, welcome back. I love it. Yes, and has I think five points in the first two games. So. That's huge. Yeah, and he's a huge return for them. Makes prowlers much better. Um, and also, the uh, the Youth Olympics are underway in South Korea. So we have three players from Minnesota who will not be playing high school hockey for the next couple of weeks because they're over there. So AJ Francisco, Cole Baumgartner, and Logan Lutner are all off okay. in South Korea, yep. which may, may explain us, help explain a score or two that we read later. Excellent. Yep. All right, I'm um, just getting down to the last piece of news I have on the list. Um, so there was a video this past week that appeared. It was a mic'd up player from Holy Family, and uh, it was something. Yeah, we all got it forwarded to us. Um, I don't know exactly what it was about. Uh, obviously, it was a mic'd up player yeah. saying... I'll say sort had sorted matters on his mind, but and and the fact that this was done um, is one thing where they did it and maybe it could have been handled internally or maybe like on a Snapchat or a group chat or something like that. But apparently, it was published uh, to a public forum like um, like YouTube or something YouTube. like that. Yeah, uh, I don't think this is a proud moment for the Holy Family program. Well, and it, I'll say that it was from this week too. Yeah. So, like, this is after um, the Dinah incident, yeah, and everything. So, it, just some weird things kind of happening over there. Yep. So, uh, just kind of waiting to see if any any actions come out about this kind of stuff, either with the players or the administration or whatever, because it's kind of a black eye on the program. Mm-hmm. All right, that's all the news we have. Okay, well, then let's go top 10. And it's brought right. to you by Summit Orthopedic. And I uh, was in the rink for over 180 games today, uh, this weekend. <laughs> today, it felt like 180 today. One day. And there were a lot of injured players, a lot of acute injuries. Uh, None of which were terribly serious, but if you have an injury in the game of hockey, um, think about all the different places you could go. And if you do, we'd love you to consider Summit Orthopedics as one of them. Uh, there is one nearby uh, the Super Rink. There's one nearby pretty much anywhere you go everywhere. in the metro area. You can't uh, pretty much go anywhere without finding them. They have top-of-the-line surgeons. They have athletic trainers. They have athletic um, 
uh, supervisors. They have people that want to do alternative things, alternative things for medicine, as well as alternatives to surgery. Um, it's a fantastic place. Check out Summit Orthopedics for your next acute injury or whatever it might be. Okay, Carl, top 10 this week. Okay, uh, like, can you just play last week's? <laughs> You're a cut paste. It's, there was very little change in either class this week, but we'll, we'll read through them just to give All everyone right. the latest. So, double A, number one, Minnetonka. Number okay. two, why is that? Number three, Edina. Number four, Chanhassen. So, big four, stay locked in. Yeah. Five is where we get a little movement because five has been impossible to keep one team there for more than a week lately. But at the moment, I went with Maple Grove. Meh. I don't even know what they did this week. Did they, did they have a loss? No. Okay. All no, right. they beat Champlin, so decent win. Okay. Six. Number six is Shakopee sliding on up. Eh, yeah. I'm not okay. there. Shakopee. And, yeah, I'll have a Shakopee score later. Look at that. Three of the top six teams in the state today are in one section. Yeah. Number seven is Rogers, who did lose this past week, so they're the one team that does drop a little bit here in AA. Number eight is St. Thomas Academy. Number nine is Eden Prairie. And number 10 is Benilde. St. Thomas. Didn't they fall out of the top 10? At one? No. no they dropped no. a couple spots. But okay. No. Okay. A, let's hear what's going on in A. A lot the same here, too. Number one, uh, Warroad. Number two, Hermantown. Number three, St. Cloud Cathedral. Number four, East Grand Forks. Number five, Matamidi. Number six, Orono. Number seven, Delano. Number eight, Northfield. Northfield. Number nine, Monticello. They've won like in the revolving draw at ten. Little Falls. No. Uh it was Laverne last week, but they got yeah. beat. Yeah, La Crescent. No, <laughs> it can't be La Crescent. Lacrosse, uh, maybe. Uh, Hoka. Hoka. Uh, probably Hoka. Um, who on this show knew that Hoka was a Minnesota city? Nobody. On- Come oh, on. Boo. 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 No uh, way, was, Carl. I took fourth in the geography B. Yeah, well, if you knew that, Carl, speak up next time. That Can we, we yeah. just clarify to the viewers that that was, you that, hall. that was my typo of lacrosse? That was even better. That was my bad? <laughs> that actually made the Listen, that made it even the best. That was the exclamation on the whole I just interview, really, I, I just went to lacrosse, Wisconsin, like for school. So it was just Say really on my mind. That. I'm it, sorry. Well, it's close. You were. It was, I just. Similar. These miles, people are maybe? probably like, oh, you're covering our town and you don't even try and get it right. And, and I feel bad. And their Twitter feed literally hit it right ahead. These people know nothing about us, but nonetheless, it was great exposure. Thanks. Yes. Yes. Yeah. God, it was good. It was true. I'm like, it's yeah, so we knew nothing. Um. Okay. I'm still trying to think of number. It's not La Crescent. Is it Proctor finally? No. Okay. Damn. Mm, it's not hipping. They lost bad. Uh, give us a section, Carl. Okay. Well, uh, that will totally give it away. 
<laughs> Laverne still? No, it can't be Laverne. No. It can't be Laverne. It'll totally give, give it, it away. away. It's not, it, it won't be it's not two. Thief. Oh, Alex. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Makes more sense. Deserving. Right. Yeah, They're so kind of on a heater. It's been a, it's been a very stable couple weeks. I think that was probably the fastest I've ever done rankings in my life oh. this week. I wish I could say the same tomorrow. <laughs> well, Tony, why don't you take away a long interview with Prior Lakes head coach, Joe Pankrantz. We're joined today with 15-year head coach at Prior Lake, one state tournament appearance, Joe Pankrantz. How are you doing, Joe? I am good. Thanks for having me. This is, I don't know what's more fun. Sometimes prior to the recording going on, sometimes when the recording's on. I think we'll have fun in both. There's just so much here. You're 48 years old. I learned that because you look like you're like 37. You play golf like a 24-year-old. <laughs> uh, you play as much as a 24-year-old, too, I've heard. Yeah, I used to. <laughs> I, I, that's the goal again. Get yes. back to the 24-year-old yes. okay, golfer. Fair, fair. Not enough last year. Um, we got a lot of ground to cover. This show, this segment is brought to you by the Red Black League. Do you know anything about the Red Black League? Yes. Tell me about it. Very good developmental league for. Uh, I, it's going to be interesting because you yeah. don't listen. You're not an avid listener. I yeah. I usually do this read, and my son Jake played in the league for four years. I think he was like seven out of eight Red Black leagues. I don't think he played after yeah. his senior year. You know what I mean? After his senior winter season, I yeah. think he had hung him up by then. So, <laughs> but I read it off and I have a, we had such a great experience, but I want to hear what, how it started and you, how did you build it? So red black league started, it was Brian Hansen and myself, you, you know, like, you know, Brian Hansen, he's just, a little, bit. Little just bit. a little bit. Yeah. Rick Mandrow at Orono tube. And, uh, you know, we started it 10 years ago and a lot of it, it was kind of coming back to ideas that, cause his son played in prior lake for me. Um, and there were so many kids Curtis. out there. Curtis. Yes. Yep. Did, yep. Carter didn't, though, did he? No. Carter. He, he was in the program. Yep. Yep. And then he he was up. in the prior lake program. And they, then, then they moved to Mound. Yep. Yeah. Well, I moved back to Mound because they were originally Mound. Originally, right? yep. yeah. They were OG Mound. OG Mound. Um, yeah, so we started 10 years ago, and it was the the idea around it was kids, and we had a lot of them in prior lake. They had nowhere to play in the fall at all. And they would basically have – Whatever the high school coach would do in the summer with STP or whatever else and skate a little bit, and there's just this whole group that they weren't in the elite league. They weren't good enough to be in the elite league. Their tier one stuff like that didn't exist. There wasn't a lot of fall stuff 10 years ago, as near as much. Um, so it was really an avenue for a lot of these kids, whether it's bantams going into high school or kids that are already high school players that you know aren't in the elite league or you know noted as the high-end kids to give them an opportunity to play. Um, in an organized, structured, disciplined league. Because my first couple of years coaching prior lake, our kids played in a high school league. I don't know what league it was. Maybe like a mash kind of thing. It was just fights. That's all yeah. it was, five yeah. on five, full con, just fights and fights and fights. And I remember the first couple of years, the refs would say, yeah, I had your boys this fall. And uh, <laughs> that didn't go very well. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, I hardly know these kids yet. But um, so now, Thanks. you know, we started and we've got, you know, a lot of kids that play varsity hockey, kids that play JV, kids, you know, some really good younger kids that will play in it that, you know, before they play in the elite league or things like that. It's yeah. just a mix of all different types of kids. And, and they get they play hockey. They play basically pond hockey, um, you know, no check. You know, we learn the injury stuff. They get out there and just touch a puck, and it's good for the goalies too. They get a ton of shots. 
here's one of my takeaways after watching it six, seven sessions with Jake was that there's not a huge difference in Minnesota in ability level. We get so caught up in PBA and PBAA. We get so caught up with junior gold and junior varsity and varsity. Some kids from uh, Edina junior gold are going to be a lot better hockey players than a kid from Redwood Redwood Falls. But if you just throw them all in and you put jerseys on them and you play some hockey and you – we do what Brian does. He keeps structure. He doesn't allow – he's got zero tolerance on fighting. So the fighting yep. you're talking about, that's not going to happen. They keep really good stats, so that all gets taken care of. So it's it's just hockey. Forget about what's it, you know, forget about what it says on the side of your sweatshirt because those days are over once you get to high school yep. and you just play some hockey. And that's what I like so much about it. The friendships he built, he, I've talked about before, the, the Sartell thing. Like, it was yeah. all – it was like – Eight Jefferson blue helmets and eight Sartell blue helmets. And yep. they had a great time. They're still friends to this day. Yep. Yeah, it is. And even now I would say, well, we have the girls high school now with Dave yep. Palmquist helping run that and his, his boys are helping run it. So that's, that's been good. And we have uh, Peewees and Bantams, Matt Sarter runs. That's going to yep. be in our sixth year doing that. But the high school side, spring and fall, a lot of them are uh, almost like full teams that come from all different high school programs. And, some of them come back for three years in a row, and, you know, they'll filter through different kids over those yeah. three years. But um, there's, I would say, we probably have 15-plus different teams. Program, full teams that come in. Yeah. Name one of them that's a full team. Is that okay? Uh, yeah. Edina. There's been tons of Edina kids. Uh, so it's just, just so it's one dad who just kind of pulls one up dad. the Edina flag, and, like, we're going to put in a red-black league yep. team? Yep. Oh, that's cool. Yep. Yeah. That was, I mean, remember Brian Lawton and Chorsky did it. Yep. A couple of plays on Edina varsity this year. Some were... Uh, uh, JV and some are junior goal kids. And as you know, over there, they're junior goal junior, kids. We'll yeah. play on pretty much any varsity yeah. team in the state. Yeah, my brother and, played on that team. Yeah. yeah. So they're, I mean, it's all over. I think we're going to have Tartan this year. They're Parker Cottage Grove. This, uh, would be, there's all a lot of different programs that. Yeah, as put long as the in. high school coach isn't involved, it's above board. Yeah, right? the high school coaches really have nothing to do with it at all. It's a parent who says, Get the kids together and go but play. It's not a. I yeah. mean, I I don't see Jeff Corkish saying don't go play some hockey. Nope. And stay keep fresh. Yeah. What I liked about it for Jake was I remember we had a baseball game in St. Francis. Jefferson played St. Francis in baseball, and I'm went up. I didn't wouldn't normally go to the game in St. Francis, but he had a red black league game. He was a sophomore. I put him in the car and we drove him all the way from St. Francis to Eden Prairie because he wanted to get to his red black league game. <laughs> Shows up with his baseball uniform on, changed in, and went and played his game. And that's that is an illustration of what you see yep. both football uniforms in the fall or baseball or soccer or whatever. Yep. Kids coming in, playing multi sports, and just kind of staying fresh, staying great. And it really yep. helped Jake's career. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. And, Brian Hansen, and then we have Steve Ellenson, who runs our North Division and our yep. East Division. He he does. Steve does an awesome job. But Hanny is dialed in because what was a knock of leagues before, or if there were, you know, some of those older leagues is goalies didn't show up, four kids showed yeah. up, they don't have, you know, and all of a sudden you don't have a game. And you, Hanny has substitute goalie lists. He makes sure there's two goalies there if someone has to miss. If we need to have substitute players, he'll bring in sub players from other teams. You know, if they have nine skaters, but, you know, typically you'll have 12, 13 to 15 kids that'll show up for each team for most of the game. So it's all good. I, I remember the ones where there would be 20, right? Yeah. It'd be the full team. And Jake didn't care. Yeah. 
It's like, I don't really care. Some nights I get a ton of ice time yep. and some nights I don't. And it just, it, he says it all just kind of evens out at the end. Yep. It really does. So, well, thanks for that. Uh, you're, you're speaking yep. exactly to what we've been talking about on this show for God. It seems like a long time sponsor. It seems like six, seven years now. Yeah. So yeah. Which is cool. I, I, I love that part of it. All right. Let's get to know young Joe. And we're going to kind of start young and move all the way up to today. Um, I want to lo- learn a little bit about your hockey career. I learned something 15 minutes ago. I still can't believe. Uh, when did you start playing and how did you start playing? I start. Pl- I started playing. So I had a bunch of friends, the Kranz family, O'Keefe's grew up in the neighborhood in Bloomington. <laughs> yeah. just, just stop with Kranz. Yeah. yeah. That, <laughs> Kranz and then end, <laughs> endless. This is not, uh, your character is now being questioned. Yeah. You that's, said Kranz. I play with the Kranz. Okay. Like, no. Kranz friends. <laughs> yeah. So they all, we all grew up in the same neighborhood, Southwood. Southwood. Okay. Southwood. Yep. So we were all by that Southwood. That was probably an elementary school someday, wasn't it? It was. I went there maybe Did one you or two really? years. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. then they shut it down. It's, I as was long actually, as I've been a Bloomington resident, it's been just a community center. I was there last night with my son Ryder skating, really? skating on the rink outside. Oh. Southwood. It's Southwood, it's okay. Southwood. Yeah, yeah. Okay, awesome. Because my mom All and dad right. still live; they've lived in the same house since 1959. So okay, 59, 59. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 59. Well, I didn't realize that house is that old. Man, my dad's 86 now. Mom's 70. That's impressive. What is mom? 70. I'll go one year younger just in case I'm off one. She's 76 or 77. All right. Yeah. Well, this is why, this is a reason why Jefferson has not turned over. Yeah. Well, it's my mom. Your parents are the reason. Yeah. They're, they're I don't want problem. to point fingers, but. <laughs> we, uh, about six years ago, we were full with our people, the, orig- the original people. Now, literally just in the last six years, our neighborhood heard is, our neighborhood's got kindergarten, full kindergartens. Yeah. Yeah. My parents just Finally moved turning. this year. Normandale Hills. Normandale Hills. Yeah. 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 So back to the Kranzes and O'Keefe's and these So we all lived in that neighborhood in Bloomington and they, my parents weren't athletic. They, they didn't play sports. My dad's a farmer. He's uh, he was an airline mechanic. He, you know, had his private, private pilot's license. His brothers, Cliff and Roy were all crop dusters, Pancrats, Ariel Spring down in Springfield in New Ulm. And really? so that's my okay. family. It's, it's a bunch of farmers. My mom's from Oklahoma. They just, they weren't involved in hockey at all. So okay. I, I didn't grow up with sports in my family at all. Um, so all my friends were sport. They played sports. They played baseball and hockey and specifically hockey. And I really didn't, you know, they played it, but I wasn't all that interested right away. And then I finally was, you know, kept telling my mom and dad I want to play on a play. So I finally started playing hockey at 10 years old. And they threw me in Jefferson Mites. <laughs> I played BAA as well. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah, because BAA was a thing for a long time. Even my yeah. brother played one year. I remember. Like, I remember name dropper Joe Decker was telling me that yeah. the BAA city championship was kind of like the Duluth city championship. It was back in things. Yeah, I, he played for like Hague Park. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Oh, well, I, played, I think Decker would have been a, a Lincoln guy, wouldn't he? He would. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. Right. Yeah, but BAA championship was that big one. That's where you yeah. have the BA. They played all outdoors, <laughs> oh, and they played yeah. big one. Yep. Yeah, they did that in the city too, way yep. back in the day. All so right. BA was so I so I started at ten. They started me in mites. Um, mites, you were like a squirt age. Yeah, but I literally just I didn't know how to skate. <laughs> so that's where they started Are you me. Kidding me? So you weren't like rink rat guy, and then got mom and dad to sign you up? Well, the rink rat changed quick because I was. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Once I started obsessed with hockey. So I was, uh, 
during the winter, not to sound like a bunch of old guys here, but I was at Salted Park every day. If we had practice in there, we always seemed like we always had ice back then. I'd be down there five, six hours every day, every single day, totally obsessed with hockey. Maybe a little bit too much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, school was school, but I really loved playing hockey. Um, so, yeah, I did that, and I picked it up real quick, and they moved me up to Squirt B's that winter um, at Jefferson. So Really? Yeah. So I ended up moving up. I, I remember being a mite. I was like a foot taller than everybody else. Yeah, yeah. awkward. The awkward uh, yeah. guy. A lot of our practices were at the old Shockby bubble. If anybody oh. remembered, the Shockby used to have a bubble. Coldest. If you think mini no. ha is cold or anything <laughs> like that, Shockby bubble is a I lot. I don't remember that. Yeah, it was. It's an. Old, it's. It was like a soccer bubble, but that was their hockey rink was in there. I remember the Minnetonka bubble, but I don't. Tartan, remember the Tartan had a bubble, or still does. I want to no, say no. There's no bubbles. bubbles. Tartan used to. Yeah, I believe yeah. you. I believe, it, but I don't remember that. Yeah. So they they had a bubble out there. It shocked me. Bubble. So we had a lot of our mic practice over there, and then I, you know, got better quick, and they moved me up to Squirt Bees. So then I was in Squirt Bees, and then just you know continued playing hockey. Tell me the day you met Mike Crowley. Oh, when would I have met Mike? That would have been. You didn't, do, so, you didn't go to the same school. He was a Ridgeview kid. Mm-hmm. So Mike was a he's we're in the same grade, but he's a year older. So ah. he was a he was a freshman high school player because he already played two years of Bantams. So oh, he had aged yep, out. Same yeah. with Joe Bianchi. Yep, yeah, those guys were the same. So my first year when did I first meet Mike, mm, that would have been Pee Wee's. Okay. Yeah, sometime in Pee Wee's. And would he? Did you make the same team? Yep. Did you make the Pee Wee A's a fresh first year? Yes. Yep. Okay. Well, Did you go from Squirt B's to Pee Wee A's? No, I went from Squirt B, Squirt A. Squirt B, Squirt A. Okay, got it. Pee Wee A, Pee Wee A. Yeah. But he wouldn't have been on your Squirt A. He wouldn't have been on your team until Pee Wee A, your first year Pee Wee A. P- first year Pee Wee A. Yeah. yeah. Okay, got yep. it. And same with Joe, right? Yep, same with Joe. Where did Joe, was Joe, uh, where did he go to elementary school? Oh, where was he? Well, he, was, he grew he was up, up on in, Little Road. I know that, but where but, would, so that would have like been Westwood, maybe? Well, it could have been Normandale Hills, actually. Just, Olsen, probably Olsen. Oh, middle school, it was Olsen, yeah. obviously. No, but there's an Olsen elementary Oh, too. there is an Olsen probably elementary Probably that's where he went. All yeah, right. I bet. So you yeah, didn't know I, these guys? No, no. No, in my in my age, it would have been, you wouldn't know these guys, Ian Peterson. Oh, Ian, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah, you know well, Ian? Ian yeah. Peterson changed college hockey. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> Think about it. Ian got the scholarship. To, the, Toby? Because of Toby. Yeah. yeah. Lucia Took the best player out of the state of Minnesota, and that was the downfall of Doug Woog. Yeah. Ian Peterson is the downfall of Doug Woog. That is, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Okay. Heard keep name dropping on keep us. Keep going. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I would have met Mike for, you know, in Pee Wee's. That was somewhere right. around there. And yeah. Joe. And Joe. Because yeah. Checo would have been on that team, too, yep. because he's a year older, yep. and so he would have been on that team. Yep. Okay. Yep. So, yep. like some of the guys in the, the age, so it was always my second year. So, my. First year of squirts, it was Ian Peterson, uh, Mark Parrish was on there. Sure. Um, fun stat, you know, there weren't many kids that moved, but uh, Ben Clymer was a Kennedy kid. Really? And then he moved over. I can't. I think he moved over his squirts or something like that. All right. Okay. Um, yeah, and then so my then when I would be a first year Pee Nick Checker was on there, Mike Crawley was on there, Joe Bianchi. Brian LaFleur, Randy Keppel, um, Matt Jones, Corey Peterson. Basically the whole high school team. <laughs> 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 this is actually what 
stop it there because it's pretty much a whole high school team. Uh, incredible. Yeah. Now, was there – now with a little fast forward through all this, um, did you guys have a success at the youth level? I mean, obviously you had to have some success, but were you like perennial state champions or were you kind of knocking on the door and getting better towards high school? No, we we had a lot of success. We won – so if I – I might be off one here. My – First first year Pee Wee, so me as a first year with that older group, yeah. we won state. Oh, do, then you my, where, do you remember where it was? Brainerd. Was it? Yes, it okay. was. Good memory. I love it. I Brainerd. love when I ask that question because everyone's the little gerbils go off. You're like, <laughs> Alexandria, or whatever. They know exactly where it was. Okay. okay. So Pee Wee's, and then your first year, did your second year Pee Wee? So that would be my when I was a first year Pee Wee. Yeah. Then my second year, we took third in state, I think it was. Where was that? South St. Paul. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> so Climber would have been on that team. I I don't know if Parrish Ben was on that team. Parrish Mark was that on that team. team for sure. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I don't know if Climber was on that team. And or then not. first year Bantams. First year Bantams, we won state again. And and Crawley was on that team. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And then I think. Uh, Do you remember where that champion? So you did. You hung banners. Yeah. You hung. We banners. won. Yeah, we won at my Pee Wee year and in Bantam year. Yeah. Okay. In that in maybe a little. Fun stat on the the Bantam A championship. Well, I guess for anybody listen, Bantam A used to be Bantam A is a double A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, people know, know. twenty four get confused and all that. I think. <laughs> Everybody, uh, if you're listening to this show, they probably know. <laughs> they probably don't, right? So Bantam A. So that year we lost one game. <laughs> oh, I know who you lost to. Yeah, come Colorado. On. Nope. No. Nope. None of us. Everybody in the team knows exactly who we lost to, and we beat them in the quarterfinals of the national tournament too, because we had a national tournament. So we won state, and then we went to nationals. Sure. It was in it was in East Grand Forks. Who? St. Clair Shores, Michigan. That's who you lost That's to. That's who we lost to. Was there any big names on that team? Or? I don't know. Oh, you don't know? I have no idea. So, oh, yeah. yeah, that was our last game of the year to finish. I think it was 54-1. and one. Oh, no way. This yeah. is the Bantam team? The Bantam team, yeah. Okay. Now, yeah. back then, ninth graders didn't play up on varsity, did they? No. Unless you're out of unless eligible, you're out of, eligibility, so like Mike, Mike uh, Crawley, Joe Bianchi, they they did. Um, they might even played some JV that year, I think. Um, but they were they had aged out of Bantams. And yeah. this is the heyday of Greg Treble as the Bantam A coach. Yep. yep, like he's solely like firmly in control. Who was the that. PBA coach? Oh, I'm trying. Well, so I, Craig Kranz. <laughs> really? Yeah. So Craig was my squirt A coach. P, I believe he was my Pee Wee coach. God, I'm gonna forget some of these. Um, so Greg Treble, he was he went with that whole group. So he was a score day coach with that second the yeah, the, the with, year yeah, that's older than me. Checko, yeah. Then when I got to Pee Wee's, he was our Pee Wee coach. Yeah. Yep. And then he was our Bantam coach. Sure. Yeah. But he stayed back and he coached Ryan's teams. Yeah. Right? Yep. So yep. Once we back. went to high school, he st- he was still the Bantam yeah. coach. Dan's yeah. two years older than you, right? Dan's two years. Yeah. Yep. Ninety two. Yes. Yep. 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 Yep, Dan's two years older. Okay, right. so I like that part. I, I I've got enough out of that. I yeah, that's good. Now you make varsity as a tenth grader. Yeah, because you played Bantams as a ninth grader. Yes. Okay. All right. Yep. Yep. Okay. A lot of questions now. <laughs> this will be the '92 state championship team. So and okay, I may have foggy memory on some of it, but I'll try my best. That's okay. Well, let's yeah. let's start with uh, Bianchi. Yep. Okay. John's now an assistant coach on that team. 
Yep. Right. You've known John probably most of your life by this point. Mm, since sixth grade. Yeah. Yeah. What's a good John story? <laughs> I mean, we all have them. One that I remember, and I think it's true. Like I think, uh, I think, I, like I, I, I think remember he doesn't lie to you. Is I, he was talking something, and I can't remember where this was, but he was he was a he was a basketball player and for you, Buell. Yes, Virginia Mountain Iron Buell. Yes, the Bu- only Buell though. I'm only, sure back in the only end. Buell. Yeah, just only Buell. Buell. Okay, yeah. let's call them the Bandits, the Buell Bandits, because I don't know what they are. I forget what they are. They're probably a minor or something. Something. Like that. And if anybody knows him, he's one of the funniest guys around. It's Danny DeVito. Yeah, it is. Yeah. he is hilarious. The fact that they play basketball is hilarious it because is. he's five foot five, maybe. Yeah, tops yeah. <laughs> with the afro. <laughs> so I just remember the story. I don't remember where it came from, but it was something about Sats got the high school job there, and he was looking for assistance. Sure. And he ran into him and said, hey, I want you to be – he heard something that he was a good basketball coach and good kids, whatever. I want you to be my an assistant hockey coach on Je- at Jefferson. So this would have been in late 70s, yeah. whatever yeah. it was. And John Bianchi said, I don't even know how to skate. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know. What, I don't know how to skate. And he said, "My first practice, I go out there, and 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 I still remember going whoop whoop." He's like, he goes, hey, "Sats, just stand on that dot." And he goes, "I'm standing on the dot, and the guys are going around me whoop 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 whoop," and I fell on my ass. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the funny John Bianchi one. I mean, yeah. he he's I, he's the heart of the locker room in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. I mean, it well. Those guys, when, you know, back like, in that day, was John the assistant principal, or was he a teacher? He was teacher. Okay, yeah. I know not he ended until, up getting to be not until later was he administrative. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. He was. I mean, it was. He was just. He could. You know, he was serious but funny. And those guys had a a big job tending to all the egos and the hockey players in the program too. You know, it was, and their parents and their parents. Yeah, more than we even probably knew. Re- yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, walk through winning the state title that year in 92. What are your memories of that? Uh, you were a young gun on that team. You weren't, yep. you weren't relied upon. So yeah. what was your view, vantage point as a sophomore? Oh, I, we all played quite a bit. In, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, so I played a lot with Ch- Nick Checo, and I don't know. It's just a group that we played with all the way up, you know, in – Peewees, Bantams, you know, those guys played squirts, squirt A together, a large core of that group. Um, and then we had the older guys, Dan Treble, Scott Hoig, some of these guys that were seniors that we had never played with before. And it was the year before that they had a down year yeah. for Jefferson's standards. Yeah, that was Mike but, Ryan's yeah. senior year, wasn't yeah. it? they had a down year, and then it was just kind of the infusion of some skill well, they, had seen all the, they had seen all the state titles, the Pee Wee yeah. title, the band, and they were like, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah, it's coming. So that year we just, uh, I remember our first game was Roseville. That was a big a big one. Um, and we just had a good year. I think we lost two games that year and yeah. won the state title. Now, hindsight, we all know that those teams in the 90s uh, go down as some of the best teams ever. Yeah. Yeah. In real time, what did you think? Like, did you guys were you cocky enough to realize that at the time? I think so. I, I, I think I, so. Yeah, and I would say even I don't know what's different 
now with social media and the different channels for people to have rankings and everything hockey all the time, you can find it anywhere you want to. Back then it was on the front page of the Star Tribune. Right. And everybody saw it, not just the hockey people, but if you open you know, a sports page, you would, would see high school athletics in there all over the place. Yeah. Which you really don't There'd have be that There'd be an anymore. entire page on Saturday and Sunday. Yep. Saturday would be all the basketball news from Friday night's yep. basketball. And then on Sunday, you'd open it up and it'd be all the hockey. Yep. yep. It was great. So, yeah, I mean, I just think growing up with that whole group and having success, we we expected it, I think. Sure. Yeah, and, and we, we were just rink rats. Like, we loved being at the rink all the time. We plenty of times that big when the lights were off and Denny yep. May – we we knew how to get in there. <laughs> hey, where did Denny Mays kids go to school? Southwest, Southwest. yeah, Southwest. Yeah, I, I, I'm not admitting to getting free ice time from Denny May. I would never admit to it. <laughs> not admitting to it, but we got a ton of it. I'm, I I want to say hundreds of free hours of ice thanks to Denny May. I would say we had the same thing. It he was, was amazing. And I can't say that it didn't have an effect, a massively positive impact on the program. Hugely positive. Yep. It was like, big was like a home rink for the Jeff, for the Southwest kids. Yep. It was cool. It is cool. So, um, you win state. Uh, This is where your your story gets a little bit more interesting. I mean, really interesting. Um, Well, how, how can we prefacize this? How good was Joe? Well, that's not a fair question. Well, okay, it's not, it's not, but it it, it sets. Are, the, were you were really good. No, 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 but it sets the tone for a lot of different things that are about to happen. Well, you have to be pretty darn good if you're a sophomore on a state championship team. Correct a contributor, big yeah. contributor. Not hey, happy to be here, you know, <laughs> carrying the sticks, right? No, he was a contributor. We know that. Right? Yeah, that's documented. Yeah. Uh, but what happens next is really interesting. It's one of the more interesting tales, and I've been meaning to have you on this show for a long time, or we've been having him yeah. for a long time. Walk through what happens your junior year. This is now, in hindsight, of course, the the best, arguably one of the best three or four teams in the history of high school hockey is about to go down, and you depart to Nebraska. What happened? <laughs> I, the timing of it, I don't, I'm not sure. Ex- I, I can't really remember exactly. So Mike Gensel, who a lot of people in Minnesota know Mike, and they certainly know his kid who plays for Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, so Mike uh, was coaching. He got the job. He was actually the St. Paul Vulcans coach. Who and they went were in, to Nebraska. Went to yeah. He went to Omaha. So he was Omaha. He got the Omaha Lancers head job. Um, went down there and. He had, at the time, I didn't even know who these guys were, but his, one of his assistant coaches was Mike Hastings. Yep. And okay. the other one who was. Who ended up being in Omaha for 14 years. 14 years, yeah. 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 Long, long, a long time. And one of the other assistants was Scott Pionk. No way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. So, but at my age, so I was 16 years old and. And you know we had was at Jefferson and we had really good team and won you know won the state tournament and Gensel was putting a hard sell on me to leave and go down to Omaha and uh, play for you as play. a seventeen year old yeah yeah okay sixteen really I mean sixteen yeah, yeah. whatever yeah at the yeah. time sixteen yep yeah. so 
um, he was putting the hard sell in. And again, my mom and dad, not, they weren't hockey people at all. They don't know what the USHL They have no idea what the USHL is. I really didn't know what the USHL was. And Gensel said, come on down and watch a game. So I went down and oh, watched the game, and he knew he had me at that point. Yeah, uh, like every football game at Nebraska, you watch it. Yeah, <laughs> or, yeah or, or I don't like where there. this is going. <laughs> yeah, all right, so you go down there. So I go down there, and there's I, – th- I don't remember what their record is of sellouts, but it was something – it was over 10, 12 years they had – they sold out. It was like 6,200 fans every game. Wow. Um, in an old barn that is just – it screams Rockin'. junior. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, What'd you say off here? 132 kegs. That's that was the number. Yeah. <laughs> that says junior That's hockey. Insane. Yeah. Every <laughs> night they'd sell 100 kegs of beer. Ted Bear, who owned the team, probably enjoyed owning that team. I'm guessing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was the only show in town. It was the only show in town. Yeah. So I went down there and went to a game, and then you know conversations later, I. Told Mike that I'm coming down to play. I'm left Jefferson. Say that one more time. <laughs> I told yeah, I told Mike I'm leaving Jefferson and going down there to play. Yeah. Oh my God. What did you tell everybody else? How did that happen? You know what was that? Yeah, I don't know. It's shock to some, you know. Shock to shock to a lot of people, probably around Jefferson and. Um, you know, probably shocked, shocked to myself too. Like, where am I going? Who leaving my mom and dad and I'm living with Ron and Kathy Groback. (laughs) You remember the name? Oh yeah. Ron's the mayor. They live up in Northern Minnesota. now. Ron's the mayor of a little town. Yeah. Really? Wow. (laughs) Yeah. They were awesome. Um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, it was, I was young in such a whirlwind. I don't really remember what I was thinking at that point. You said that you were, I'll use a, Fancy word. You're an independent thinker, right? Yeah. You were a little bit different, a little, you know, you didn't want to follow Norm. You, you even said to me that you, at some point that the Gophers really wasn't the team you wanted to go to. I never wanted to play for the Gophers. That no. wasn't a, a lifelong dream. Nope. How did nope. you, you end up there, though? Some of the story I'll tell, some I'm not going to tell. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Because um, be, I'd, uh, I'd have to bury a couple people pretty okay. good. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you'd have to say some. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, okay, we won't go there, but I'd like to know. So you spend your first year there before in, in we in Omaha. In Omaha, but I yep. I gotta know because there wasn't the media that they have today. Did you get a chance to watch Jefferson walk through the state tournament and go undefeated? Were yep. you there? Where was Joe when they won it? <laughs> Watch, I watched it. I was playing juniors at the time because we were still playing in season. Yeah. yeah. How did you watch it? I don't, re- I don't know how I watched it, but. Did you watch it live? I don't, don't I don't know, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> so you maybe didn't okay. watch it. Because I don't think you would have access to it. I don't know. Would I have, I, unless you were playing the Vulcans that week. Unless we were up here because Thunder Bay was in the USHL at that point, and we'd uh. make stops through the cities, and Rochester was up here. And, oh, if you played, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, all right. It wasn't today's USHL. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I don't know. Do you remember watching it? Yeah. Were you jealous? And it could, maybe it was taped. Maybe it was on a yeah. VHS tape. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Were you jealous? At the I, time? No, no. Okay, good. No. Right. Good. Good answer. Yeah. <laughs> there was no right. I'm just curious. No, I, I wasn't jealous. It was, um, you know, 
the our Omaha team was really good. We had a very very good team down there. We won the Anderson Clark Cup and the Clark Cup and won all the well, she trophies. Won it all. Yeah, won it all. We had a really good team. Um, but yeah, thirty years later, you know, I probably would make a different decision. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get to that in a minute. All right. So then you leave Omaha and then go to the Vulcans. The Vulcans. Um, somewhere in this process, you had to have committed to school. I got to hear that because if we're burying body bags, I got to hear how you ended up at the U. So I Is was it with influence from your buddies from Jefferson. A lot of them ended up going there, or was it? No, it's coach influence. Let's hear it. Okay. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. So there's another part of the story which I won't even get into all it. How I ended up back at the Vulcans my senior right. year. Yeah, sure. yeah. Um, Homesick. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the Vulcans were playing out of Mariucci. Yep. Doug Wu was coach there. Um, my Vulcans coach was a former gopher. Tom Ward. Tom Ward. Um, very close to that staff. And the there were three of us that were uh, probably the three, well, the three top recruits, myself and Mike Crawley and Jason Godbout. Yeah. Um, Not bad. So <laughs> name dropper. Yeah. So we went on our visit and Mike and I did a lot of things. You know, we, we went on visits together. Like we went to Wisconsin together. We, you know, I went to North Dakota, Maine at the time was good. And I wanted to go out to Maine. Um, so, but then we had our gopher visit and they offered us our scholarships and I know those guys signed and, and I didn't sign. And I still remember Doug Woog saying it was Doug Woog and Mazzolini and Bill Butters were in the room and, I remember I said, and and this goes back to my sometimes uh, stubbornness slash shut your mouth, Joe, you know, <laughs> just don't say anything. And one of them said, I can't remember which one said it, haven't you always dreamed about being a gopher? And I said, no, I always about, dreamed about playing for North Dakota. <laughs> 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 so that's where I got oh. off on, that's how I started with those guys. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see this coming. Yeah. So that was always my dream play, 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 uh, to play for North Dakota. I loved their logo. And, again, I started hockey late. I just I, – I loved the, the Sioux and, the, you know, I just – there's North Dakota. That was my spot, North sure. Dakota. Okay, I bet there's a body bag involving North Dakota in this, but you were not getting – that's what I'm feeling. Yes. I'm feeling there's a body bag or two. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so that was that. And I said, no, I want to take my other visits and – and, and when it was all said and done, it was the still the best offer. So you took it. No. No. Oh. No. North Minnesota, what why did you go there then if it wasn't the best offer? <laughs> we like we I had the the full offer from all those schools. So it, it, no, it was but my point is like why did you end up in Minnesota then if Because the the recruiting process is so difficult, mentally draining, everything else. Back then, it was letters and phone calls, and there was no – you could just do whatever you wanted to do from the right. recruiting standpoint. I was playing in the Gophers building, yep. junior hockey. So my, you saw them every the day. coaches were there. My coach is the former Gopher who talks to the Gophers coaches, and it was pressure, 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 pressure. And finally, I said, fine. Fine. I'll sign. And I signed. That was that. Was that your senior year? Yeah. So like the old November first, yeah, yeah, around there, and you signed and you got it over with, right? Yeah, yep. were you kind of relieved it was over, kind of thing? Yeah. Where Big were time. you going to high school? Jefferson. How <laughs> you attended high school 
with the 1994 <laughs> state championship guys and then skated someplace else. Mm-hmm. That's that's a bigger term. That there's a bigger word in the dictionary than independent. Do you want to actually have a real? You want a really funny story? Yeah, love it. So talking about previously, we talked about the buses and the cheerleaders being yeah, on yeah, there, yeah. and yeah. we had the Jaguar that was mascot. off the air. Yeah, yeah. 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 I my senior <laughs> jackass senior year, I was friends with still friends with all the guys and friends with the cheerleaders. I was the Jaguar mascot when Jags were playing more. <laughs> Wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, what? Wait, wait. When they played Moorhead? When, when they played Moorhead. When Cam scored the game winner at in, State? In the X, or excuse me, in the, Civic Center? Civic? Yes. Or when Camuel scored the game winner, right? That yep. was when he scored it. I think it was that game. Yeah. yeah. You yep. were the Jake. You were Mascot. The- <laughs> <laughs> just literally, just clip it. It's over. The show is <laughs> over. I didn't do it the whole game. I just did it for the warm-ups. For you like when they skated, skated around. Yeah, I skated, skated around. You skated. So you skated. You were there. Yes. And they didn't announce. They just said the Jaguar when they probably Sats put you on. found out. I'm sure they all found out. Well, they all <laughs> knew about it eventually, but they didn't know then. No, Sats was not my biggest fan at that time. <laughs> Wait a second here. This is this is so good. Wait. <laughs> I'm just this is one flummoxed. of the best state tournament stories I've ever, I, I've heard. ever heard. Hang on, wait, wait. I want to know again administratively who makes the decision who puts the mascot head. Is it the cheerleaders? Cheerleaders. So I think guess it was the cheerleaders, cheerleaders. Said we need someone to skate out onto the ice. Yep. I got a guy. Let's get this Division One hockey player <laughs> in the place for the Vulcans to put on the uniform. And, and everybody knows this. Yeah, I mean, so. Ryan Kraft, I went down in the Jaguar outfit and stretched next to him on the ice. <laughs> and I knew Ryan well. And I go, here we go, Crafty. Here. What is he doing? And he had no idea. And afterwards, he goes, I knew it was you. It, this was yours. It, 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 he goes, I knew it was you. I knew it was you because the way he skated. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're out there doing crossovers yeah. and usually the mascot can't skate. <laughs> Meanwhile, better skater than everybody oh. else out there. Chilling. <laughs> This is unbelievable. <laughs> That's one of the best stories of all time. We have a long ways to go still. I don't know if you could top that. Holy crap. All right. We got to kind of, okay. for the inch of the time, we got to get to 17-year-old Joe giving advice, or 48-year-old Joe. or yeah. I, You told me this story 10 years ago. when I One of the first times we ever met, we were just chatting about something, and I said, well, do you ever regret, like, as a high school coach, and you have these kids that are leaving for juniors and doing all these other things, Joe. Do you what do you what is your response to that? Because you did it, and your response was obviously a forty-year-old Joe. What would what advice would you give to seventeen-year-old or sixteen-year-old Joe? Uh, it's things are so much different now. You know, we were talking off here is so much so much different now than they were back then. Right. We didn't have well. I mean, so many kids now have the advisors and. You, an immeasurable number of kids have advisors. It's just part of the world, right or wrong, but it changes the dynamic of everything. Back then, we didn't have advisors. There were real, you know, there were agents that were out there, yeah, you know, that would cater towards, you know, a small percentage of the players, um, at least in an advisory role, potentially, right. for hopefully something later down the road for them. Um, but for me, 
Can repeat the question. Like, what is the what advice would you give? So, you're you're on that. You you just got back from Omaha, or you were about to go to Omaha. And what advice would you give to that kid on what to do with their uh, with with your career? So, every situation obviously is different. Yeah. Mine was probably even not that that situation would ever come up again. Having been on a team that won the state tournament was the favorite to win the next year, which they did, and the next year, which they did. Repeat. Yeah. So, like having that, a conversation with a kid that that were to be in my shoes now is I don't know if that exists no. at all. What would you would you tell seventeen year old Joe to do something differently than he did? He would have stayed. You would have told him, "Hey, yep. Joe, don't be a dumbass and yep. go to Omaha. Stay nope. home." He would have stayed in. And that is, if some kids that leave early for junior now, they probably do it because they got there. They're not playing important roles. They're not playing. They're getting scratched. They're they're not developing. They're practicing. Right. You know, and there are a lot of kids like that that mm-hmm. leave early just because they they think they're ready for that next jump. Um, when I left, I. I played and had a great season there, and our team was good. And, you know, I got all the same roles that I would have had if I was still playing high school hockey at Jefferson. Right. So, for me, that that factor doesn't even come into the equation. It was, you know, in some of these the Jefferson guys, we still see each other. We still talk. You know, we run into each other. It may be once every two years, but we we still have that bond. If I could do it all over again and seeing where – Going to junior and leaving early didn't get me any further in the game right. than all my teammates that stayed, mm-hmm. some that played at a higher level than I did. So it didn't it didn't help me in my ultimate goal of being in the NHL. Right, right. And I missed out on two more state titles, so that would have been fun. But you got to skate, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Unbelievable. So you go to the U. Yep. What happens there? Yeah. Go to the U. Um, I never wanted to be there. Probably even cared. from day one. No, never wanted to be there. No, I wasn't committed to it at all. I probably, looking back on it, probably had a poor attitude about it. Um, did and have it was a poor, hard too. Yep. You, you look at some of those rosters. That was not a, 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 an easy lineup to crack with a good attitude. Yeah. Yeah. So, I had one toe in, and all the other toes were out when I was there. I just, I just never wanted to be there. Um, again, I would I probably I would have gone somewhere else if it were, if you know, if I could do it all over again instead of finally saying, "Yeah, I'll come and sign those papers." I would have do, I would have picked a different option than the Gophers. Um, so I was there. I ended up playing what I played twenty games or something like that. Yeah, had a knee surgery. Uh, I was at study hall, so <laughs> I got up from my desk at study hall and tore my meniscus and then did another one. Yeah, <laughs> You really hurt your meniscus? A true story at study at hall. At study hall. Yep, <laughs> at study hall. Yeah. First injury I've ever had in my life. Yeah. That Not was, on the ice. Not on the ice. Nope. Who'd you oh, wow. play with? Oh, different guys. Andy I, Brink. I remember being so disappointed. Sorry, Joe. I was like, I was so excited. I was waiting two years for this legend. Joe Pangrass, Joe Pangrass. And you didn't, you weren't, yeah, like you said, you weren't fully committed. Yep. And I was like, man, I'm so disappointed. Wasn't fully committed. Bill Butters hated me. 
Really? Because I wasn't didn't bleed. I mean, he he because he bleeds golfers as much as anybody in the world. Sure. Yeah. And so he, he was not was a fan. Yeah. No, he was not a fan at all. No. Okay. And then you had Gensel who was there. That was his first year, who oh. I forced the trade from in Omaha. So he doesn't like either. Not at that time. No. No. <laughs> his first game sheet when he was still in Omaha, and I was playing for Tom Ward and the Vulcans, the Omaha guys who I was still buddies with. Bounty? Gave it to me after the game. Pancrats. Kill that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <can> blank, blank. <laughs> so Mike was Mike was not my my buddy at that time. So I had two that did not like me. And I didn't want to be there. It was a bad it's just a bad spot. Bad situation. Now this day and age, Mike and I get along awesome. Whenever I run into him. Time yeah. heals all wounds. Heals all we've had wonderful conversations over the last 17 years about coaching and hockey and yeah he's he is the best coach and the most knowledgeable coach i've ever been around without a doubt yeah really yep that's another thing like so i you know i'm trying to rewrite your history here so let's say let's say you stayed home went two state championships three state championships i think he picked the school you wanted to go to as opposed to kind of being forced into work going where you you could have had a different life yeah. and, I'm not, and i'm not saying you know, first-round draft pick, but you could have been in a different spot. What was the hockey like? I mean, did you did you fall out of love of hockey, or yeah. was it just – Definitely, yeah. Those two years hurt you They then? did, yeah. It was – and I think I told you guys, like, maybe I was obsessed with hockey from the time I started. Yes. Like, yeah. Obsessed. It's all I cared about. And it was my mom and dad, so this is maybe a note for the kids out there. It was me, self-drive, passion. Like, it was yeah. a yeah. obsession, total obsession – um, but yeah, I totally fell out of love with, with it when I was probably around 19, 20 years old, honestly. Yeah. I just didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy going to the rink and the, the process of it. And, you know, then I left the Gophers, went to WHL. Yep. Dumb, dumb move. Just stupid. Young kid making a dumb decision. Like now when I see kids leaving Minnesota to go to play major junior, it's like, what are you, there's maybe one out of a hundred where it's the right move for them, but. It's right. rare. Overall, it's just it doesn't work out. It hasn't at all. worked out. I I still can't figure that out why, but I think you yeah. just have to have, have the right mindset. Yeah. yeah. And Minnesota kids generally don't have the major junior mindset. No, nope. it's a total different mindset. Very yeah. very total different mindset. Yeah. Um, you you mentioned something there that kind of triggered me there about you know dumb dumb move or whatever going from here to here. You look back on it now. Do you have any way you could have done it maybe differently or, or think about how it did, could have been differently? I just think for me it would have been staying at Jefferson. Yeah. And that's where yeah. I look at hockey now, have, you know, coaching high school for a long time, but being involved in the youth and everything else, when I see families that are jumping and jumping and looking for the next thing, I know how that's going to end. It's yeah. not going to end well at all. Um so for me, you know, if you know, think of my own path, staying at Jefferson was the only way to do it. And that's what Mike did and Dan Treble did and Crawley and Checo or Crawley Checo, yeah. Tobe, Toby Peterson, Mark Parrish, Ben Klein. I mean, go down the list yeah. of all the guys. They all did a different path than I did. I thought I was the one getting ahead. Yeah. And I was the one who, you know, Took I wasn't getting way. ahead. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Um Let's let's just kind of go through to this is an interesting part of this. So, 
uh, like you said, 20 years old. Let's just say hockey somewhat ends on a, from a competitive basis. How old were you when you kind of got back into it? Was there a one-year break, two-year break? How many well, years Who brought it? you into it? I went, how did you get back into it? So I went and played over in Germany after that, after Seattle. Okay. So okay. I was over there um, for a couple of years, and then that, then I was just totally done with it. Um, moved back. I got into it when I was 20. Jefferson Banamese. That was my first job, coaching Jefferson, uh, third assistant with the Jefferson Banamese. How, how old were you? I would have been 23. Okay, Who's so the you, head coach? Still treble? Or no, would he have moved? That was Chad Peterson, Brad Thompson. Petey? Petey. Petey, Brad Thompson were the co-head coaches. Budley? Budley. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Nicknaming. Yes, yeah. It's Budley and Petey. They, they were. Stop And it. I've known, obviously, I've known those guys forever. And I, I don't even remember how it, I ended up, you know, Approaching there, they I'm sure they approached me, or however it worked out. But yeah, I ended up coaching with them as a as a second assistant or whatever it was, and that was my first uh, first year in hockey. All right, uh, what were you doing for income? Oh, Wasn't like you had the four year degree. Yeah. You know, well, no, I went, I went back to school. Oh, you, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. This is fantastic. Yeah, went back to U of M and. Um, living at home, after living, Ger- at, living after at home, Germany. Okay. after Germany, summers, right. and everything else. And then, but then you were coaching and going to school, kind yep. of thing. Yep. Okay. Fantastic. So then I, what was my? So I had a, I had a job as tele, uh, telecom company. Right. <laughs> Something like that. Right. At that age, I've just tried. It's twenty five, twenty six years ago. I'm trying to remember all this. Then I ended up. Oh, when when I would have been. So I coached there for maybe. I think it was a couple of years at Jefferson with those guys. Okay. Something at like high that. school? No, Bantam. Oh, Bantam. 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 Yeah. yeah. Um, Bantam, and then I moved to Florida. Yeah, see, this, this, okay. this is good. Keep Back going. into the golf. Wanted to get where yeah, golf you're going to go bit. pro probably. No, or, that would, no. I are just you enjoy single, that. married, where is Single-ish, okay. but not. Yeah. Situationship? Yeah. <laughs> well, they, yeah, yeah. That can relate all back to why I left Omaha. <laughs> same all same girls. girl. Yeah. Okay. Same, same girl. girl. Same girl. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No way, but it's not your wife. No, not okay, my right, wife. Right, no. Right. No. I, I want to bring her into this at some point because I think it's fascinating. Any man that marries a divorce attorney has got <laughs> stories. A, a, no, a screw loose. A screw loose. Yeah. But yeah. Okay, so, so that's what my wife does. But yeah, you don't want to do what she does for a living. No. <laughs> okay, so you're in Florida. Trying to be a pro? No, no, no. I'm no. joking. I moved, no. so I just moved down there. We were young. It was two buddies, and we just we moved down to who were they? Uh, Ryan O'Keefe. Yep. Garrett Kranz. <laughs> See, here we go. Always Kranz. comes back to a Kranz. <laughs> yeah, circling back. So we're down there, um, and then one other guy moved down there too at some point. So we're down there, and I got a job. So I started coaching down there. It was the Sunrise Sharks for one year, Bantams. What city is this? Sun, uh, Sunrise, where the Panthers play. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so Fort Lauderdale area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get a job there, coach Sunrise Sharks for one year, met a guy, Rick Wall, who was a head honcho in the natural gas company down there. Big natural. Uh, it was NUI Utilities down there. Okay. And one of the nicest guys I've ever met, just unbelievable, and he offers me uh, – uh, 
commercial natural gas sales job. Best gig in the world I've ever had. Really? That's <laughs> unbelievable. Better than the Friar Lake head coach high school? <laughs> well, close second. Close, close second. second. Close All second. right. So, Rick, I get that job. This is uh, – how long do we have here? Holy moly. Keep going. Keep okay. going. So I get the job. Rick Rick uh, Wall gets me the job there. The next – so the, my here, – here's a funny one. So the, the South Florida office is in Hialeah. Okay. Do you guys ever hear of Hialeah? No. 99% Cuban. Okay. And then there's Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so it is all Cuban. I go down there. First day of work. My boss is Ramiro Secre. I pull into a gas station in Hialeah, or sorry, south of Hialeah in Liberty City. And I go in there, and it was a very dangerous city. So I pull in the gas station. I come out to my car, and there's someone sitting in my car. <laughs> keeping it warm? She was uh, working. Yeah, we'll say that. Girl. Oh, a woman of the... Th- of yes. the night. Uh, applying her occupation. And all of a sudden, there are two more guys around my car. And I was like, what? this is Joe from Minnesota here. Down. <laughs> like, what is going on? She wanted a ride to this house, and I was not going to say no with the two guys that were standing outside the car. So I gave her a ride to the house. I dropped her off. She left. I drove to the office and told Ramiro, my boss, the story. And he was like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't Bloomington. This isn't Bloomington. <laughs> this is not Bloomington. So you don't get gas there. So anyway, so I was down. So I lived in Florida for uh, seven years, a little over seven years. Wow. wow. Okay. So I ended up the next year. I coached the Florida Junior Panthers midget U eighteen team. Okay. So it's like high, high, school. high school hockey, and it was awesome. Really, really fun. So we would travel around uh, to Atlanta and Chicago and Houston and. Uh, straight Philadelphia. Up, straight up tier one hockey. Tier one hockey. Yep. Um, and it was wonderful. So, you had this other job. And I had this other job. Gas. So the natural gas, I love space and space exploration. Yeah. So one of my accounts was Kennedy Space Center. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So I was, this is always my one where I tell people, I'm like, guess what I get to, got to do for my job one time? Yeah. And I'm like, what? So that was one of my big industrial accounts. And I'm having, you know, I'd go up there for work and, you know, have the meetings and everything else. But the VAB, the Vehicle Assembly Building, would be there. Yeah. And they're unbelievable. It's unbelievable. So So at that time, I had my NUI city car, city gas car, and I could drive basically wherever I wanted on the base. And no security, no anything. I had, had you know, clearance and a badge and everything else. So I would just tool around. I'd look at, you know, Launchpad 39A, 39B, (laughs) obsessed with stuff. So one day I drive over by the VAB building and I'm right next to it and the big doors are open, shuttles hanging right there and they're putting the solid rocket boosters on it. It's unbelievable. It was on that for me like you I could just you don't even have to pay me just let me sit there and watch this <laughs> and it was unbelievable. So that was a a big perk of having that job. We were down there for uh, for baseball for Jake. There was a spring trip and I was with two daughters and a wife. I'm like let's go to NASA and they're like. Uh, no, that sounds stupid. I'm like, oh, I'm going. I go there and I'm, I was there for like five hours, just kind of trucking around, just like you're talking about a little more of as a tourist, but I was just like blown away that all that stuff was right there. And the Saturn rocket. 
Yeah. It's so cool. It's just it's cool. Amazing how big that thing is. It, <laughs> how does it get off the ground? I have no idea. I have no idea. But so for me, it was like a one-day, one-person field trip, yeah. you know, without a tour guide or anything. It's it's a amazing yeah, place to go. It is. It really is. So how did you get back? So I just I always knew I'd move back to Minnesota. You know, our yeah. family's very close, and um, and I can still play golf up here too. But yeah. that was a nice perk of living in Florida, is being able to golf all the time. So avid golfer. Um, so I moved back up here and. Uh, I always knew I was going to move up here. Mom and dad are up here. Sister's up here. So now here. you had a hockey, co- real hockey coaching experience. Yep, yep. So I had seven years. What year seven is years this ago. now? Like- 2007. Okay. 2007. Okay. Yeah, so I moved back up here, and this is this will be in a tie-in to Matt Christ. Yeah. One of my assistants. Um, I moved up here, and I was going to take a year off of coaching. His dad was the president of the Prior Lake Association, the youth program. So that's how it happened. Yeah, yeah, the Prior Lake uh, Youth Association. And I get a call of the blue from him. Hey, we want you to coach our Pee Wee Hay team. <laughs> I was like, nope, I'm going to take you. No, I don't, I don't want to coach. I just I bought a townhouse in Prior Lake. Um, so he knew I lived out there and um, told him no, and he was persistent. And finally I said, no for an answer. wasn't taking no for an answer. And finally His I said. His son uh, takes no for an answer all the time. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. a pushover. <laughs> yeah. Babe. But dad, on the other hand. Does not take no for an answer. Okay, no. all right. So I ended up coaching. I ended up doing it and coached there for coached the Pee Wee A team. Again, at the time was the top, top Pee Wee team um, for two years, and then the high school coach in Prior Lake at the time uh, was he, the the position was open, so um, I applied for it and got it. And Matt was at Holy Angels. Matt was at Holy Angels. Mm-hmm. Yep. At the time. At, At the, the time. time. Yep. Um, I think somewhere in here you had the, got the high school job, but somewhere in there you also began the Minnesota Magicians Youth Program. Yep. That would have been like the 2000, right around the same time. 08, 09, seven, eight. There. Yeah, 7, 8, yeah. So you began and you ran tournaments. Yep. You kind of started to build kind of a – off-season hockey program to complement your in-season yep. duties. Is that a fair statement? Yep, yep. Uh, we ran a tournament together. Yep. What did. was it called again? Warrior Cup. Warrior Cup. Yep. That was what yep. it was. Thank you. Yep. Wow. <laughs> I remember Blake Biondi had a, played on a team with – Lake Superior Stars? Yes. Yep. I yep. remember that vividly. Clafton was the goalie. I mean – Yep. Neuendijk's son played, and Jamie Langenbrunner coached yep. that team. It was insane. Yeah. So, um, so you started that program. We obviously we already talked about the Red Black, and we didn't even talk about building an NAHL team. Yep. So what got all this going? It's just it, it was all organic, really. I mean. For the well, for the most part, so like the we ma- do a whole pot on just building the magicians. Yeah, so the magicians started just as a you know a AAA program, and you probably remember at that time there was only six to eight oh, tr- yeah. like true AAA. Iceman, Iceman, uh, Blades, Blades, Machine, Blades. Lake Superior Stars. Yeah, uh, maybe the Wings. Maybe the Wings, but there weren't many no. at all. And so yeah, we did that and. You know, that's still around to this day, and 
Um, my little guy's actually going to play magician. No <laughs> way. Yeah, little bugger. So you have the um, you have the triple A, and then how did you build the Null team? The Null team just came. It was so we owned the Null team for nine years, and then basically lent well, lent lent the name the magician's name to the junior team. We just we just right. brought it with it. Yep. Two separate entities, two separate yep. businesses. Um, but one of the big, you know, founders behind that was Scott Kruger. He was I, the owner. He was, yep. So he. One of the owners. One of the owners. He was yeah. one of the three. And um, I coached this kid at Prior Lake. And he, Scott's one of the, Scott Kruger is one of the nicest guys I've ever met. So we were all involved in it. And 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 it was uh, a lot of work, a lot of fun. Would never yeah, do it again. Day. Would never do that again. <laughs> what did you learn from it, though? Oh, it's, I mean, a lot of it you. You go in eyes wide open. We knew a, attracting a crowd in this market would it's be hard. difficult. It's really hard. Yeah. Um, it's extremely hard. So you can't, you know, our goal is to break even with it. You know, in some years we broke even. Some years we lost a little bit. You have to put a little money at the end of the year, a little cap yep. call for all of us. And But overall, the joy of it was fun. It, you know, and North American League is a really darn good league, and we had a lot yep. of good players. I bet the Showcase was fun going up there. Showcase was the, fun meeting all the owners. What are you guys doing? Yep. I that was kind of cool. The Alaska trips were great. I was able to actually. I I coached the team twice after the high school season because yeah, I remember that one of our coaches, their wife was having a baby, so I went up there and filled in and coached up in Kenai and in Fairbanks and so yeah, just a lot of uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of work. A lot of work. I remember, um, and maybe you were there, maybe not. Uh, I remember they made the playoffs after what was like seven years or yep. whatever, and you made the playoffs forever, and you played Kenai at home on a Friday night, and the place was sold out. Yep. And I remember talking to Ingi and talking to you guys like, Dude, what a pr- kind of a proud night for you guys. Like, hey, this is what we we were hoping it would take less than seven years, but it was there was a lot of there were a lot of bumps in the road to yep. get to that spot. Do you remember that night? Yep, I remember it. And we I remember the night because well, I think we all remember thinking if it were like this every night, it'd be so <laughs> cool. it would be yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Ritual that. Ritual rink packed is awesome. You know, it I, was exactly. so cool. To go back to my high school, I remember Maddie Chris senior year when we finally, you know, the turning point for the prior lake program was when we beat Holy Angels in the quarterfinal at Richfield and it was packed. And just remembering what that environment was like, but yeah, that game. If the magicians drew that many every night, and people were buying as much stuff as they did during that yeah. game, yeah. we wasn't hundred kegs, but it was probably a handful. A handful, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, that's super cool. Yeah, you got more on that end before we get to no. The, let's let's go to the high how, school. You got the high school job. You've been there for fifteen years. Uh, you're deeply rooted in the youth program. Congratulations. Just scored 18 on the gold bracket, which is the, we got snubbed out of the platinum bracket. <laughs> so they're all mad at you. All 16 teams hate yeah. you all weekend, but when they win, then they get the, the trophy. best friend in the world, yeah, yeah, best yeah. friend in the world, you know? So yeah, the, the, the prior Lakers won that one. Um, so how tied are you to the youth program? Really tied. Yeah. Um, you know, I would say in my being totally honest with it, you know, from 15, well, seven, 17 years ago, it's a long time. You know, my yeah, life has changed yeah. since then. Married in that time, a kid in that time. Um, you know, I've been over 
16 years heavily involved in the youth program with, right. with everything. Um, time's getting a little tighter now with a son who plays hockey and how old is he? What seven nights? He's turning, he'll turn eight. He's still got another year of might. They're gonna have some, they're gonna have some players. I think, uh, Natalie Darwitz's boys yeah. are in that. There's gonna be, some. they were on the same team. Yes. Yeah, they last year they were, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it for me, you know, I get, you know, I, I, I do as much with the youth as I can now, but yeah. it's, you know, what. Rider guitar lessons, Tuesday night lacrosse at the Dome, Thursday night soccer, uh, Monday, well, Monday nights is the electric guitar, then he's got practices, Wednesday night for hockey. and Just one kid. He had two practices, <laughs> two practices today and a practice yesterday, and then I have a game Tuesday night and Saturday, which are all night, and, yeah. Yeah, and my wife and her job to- are very, very busy, so yeah. it's extremely – it's. It's uh, it's a lot. Yeah. November one to March one are a grind. It's grind grind for you, isn't it's, it? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. You don't yeah. get that golf trip anymore, do you? No. <laughs> nope. I no. got okay. one coming up. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, let's talk about Prior Lake when you've been there. Yep. Smelled it a lot. Came close three times. Yeah. Before finally cracking it. Uh, what is that? Three years ago now. Three years ago. Yep. What was that like? Amazing. It was, I still think so. It was Matt Sarter, Matt Christ, and me. Like, and it was funny because we were playing, you know, in the semis. It was Lee Smith last year, and they've been our nemesis. They, they've always been extremely good in titles and everything else. But the whole process building up to that, you know, for Matt Sarter had been with me now, I think that was his 10th year. Okay. He's done now, he's not coaching anymore. Um, but I think that was his 10th year with me and going through where the, where we came from as an association, when I first started coaching, um, you know, being in the Minnesota conference and we just weren't good. It was probably, it was probably like hockey. They were, it was terrible. It was, it's honestly bad hockey. I think the high school program, the previous three years before we started coaching, I think they averaged like five or six wins a year. And, and that was in a bad conference. So there was a lot of, a lot of hard work with the youth program, with the boards. We had some unbelievable boards um, to work and get us to, to that point. And obviously it took a lot of years, you know, against a lot of good competition, but to finally get there and to get there in that environment, I'm so glad it was at Braemar. Cause I, so cool for years. And I would always say, we haven't been there, but if we do, Mariucci's terrible. <laughs> I remember the right. first year we got to the section final, we played Eden Prairie down there. It was half. And it, it was, was like half full, maybe two thirds. This is awful. We've been you know wanting to get here, and it's Olympic sheet, and there's three thousand people in here. You know, yeah. it was a real drain, and and so I would always say like, if we get there. Let's not have it. And I'm like, Lee, you get there every year, so let's go somewhere else. Let's go to Braemar. <laughs> and I, I would always say Braemar. I always kept bringing it up just because that environment is just unbelievable there. So, you know, to get to your point of, you know, it was the years and years of hard work and ups and downs and w- wins and losses. And, you know, people think it's supposed to happen overnight. And the sections that we're in, it just doesn't happen overnight. It's really, really hard to get there. And if you get there out of our sections, you think you can win it. And that, like, that was us that year. But having that section final at Braemar, that pack crowd, that game was, what, 7-5? to five. Yeah. So the, the building's electric the entire game. You know, having a 
superstar performance by an Alex bump in it just gets mm-hmm. everybody fired up and you know and looking at the players on the other side with Chaska they've got a bunch of studs on their team and it was just uh, a first rounder yeah, a first yeah. casual first rounder um it, it was pure elation I mean it was elation relief uh, just pure joy to finally win that and get to the state tourney let me ask you a question about going into that elation you guys had had so many uh, disappointments and suck, but the relief. But wh- where was where was your head at as far as we finally did it? Did it hit you, or did it hit you after? After, for sure. I think after. So too. Yeah, it was definitely. kind of like it was kind yeah. of like a numbness, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it for sure after. I mean, I'll say on the bench, like you know, when Matt Sarter and Matt Chris and I like were hugging on the bench and. Mo's crying because he'd been there 10 years too. And um, it, it, it for sure was after. In in the moment, it was pure joy. Like, finally, we, we won. We're going to the tourney. And then, you know, you get, get off there after and you have your phones blowing up with everybody is, you know, kind of puts in perspective like, yeah, we actually did win. We're going to the state tourney. So you guys, there, there's, I'm going to study your formula. I think we probably – Talked about on the pod quite a bit. You guys used to start fast yep. and just bomb at the end. Like you did really well on the first twenty five questions, and then the last twenty five questions, you get like two or three right. Right? Yep. Remember that used to be the prior lake. Yep. They'd come out steaming yeah. hot, and then whatever. That year, remember the? I think the prior lake tournament, hockey for life. I think you went over. We were four and seven. Right. It, it was bad. Bad. Yeah. We Did, were was that part of your formula? The, the, the it was part master, of the formula. Mastermind, let's <laughs> suck to start. Let's then... suck to start. You know, lull them to sleep, and then figure it out. Uh, honestly, part part of that was Sam Rice was out, but the other part was, and it was a, and I'm sure there are plenty of coaches out there. I mean, that have to deal with the situation. Kids coming back from juniors, right? So you have that whole dynamic. They are they coming back? Or are they not coming back? Are they coming back? Oh, or that not was back? that was huge that, that, that year was for you guys. Huge. It was huge and. You know, we didn't know till the day of, just like, was it Cam Henderson this year or some of these guys? Yeah. It's the November 13th or whatever it is. You don't know till the day of. So in those kids' brains, half their, you know, like, bump, half his brain was still in Omaha. Yep. Half is in Prior Lake. But you're not all in on what you came back to do. And And you had Hockey Day that year. Hockey Day. Like, there's a lot of distractions going into that year. A lot of distractions, yep. Yeah, I think it kind of we're we're leading into Hockey Day this weekend, but it, your season kind of turned on Hockey Day. It did. It really did. Because end of December it was plane crash, you know, and yep. then a month later, Hockey it, Day well, over late January. Well, I remember doing the Hockey Day interview with Gorg, who was on there. Gorg was on it. Probably Lepanta, Lepanta was on it. Yeah, had, I remember Gorg and uh, Gorg goes. And I've known Kevin. Kevin, his yeah. sister graduated with my wife, so the, like, there's a close connection there. So he goes, Joe, am I reading this right? Is your power play really at 5%? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, it's 5%. On the air or off the air? Off the air. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> that would be a terrible question. Yeah, off the air. He goes, and I'm like, no, it's 5%. That's what it is. It's 5%. With Alex Bump. With Alex Bump. And Schumacher and Rice, yeah. and, and three Division One kids. I mean, Chewy will be at some point. And um, yeah, no, it's five percent. Well, Jackson Anderson. I mean, we had yeah, yeah, yeah it was good. Jackson's a stud back in the point. Like, we had yeah. a really good power play. And then I think from that point forward, 
we were probably clipping at 40 plus percent in the power play. Right. And those guys, uh, I think we, we looked it up maybe a couple weeks ago. I don't remember why we did it, but I think Alex that year, Alex month that year, he had like, and I might be off by one or two, seven points through his first five games. And then it just went. Finished with 84 points, 48 goals. Yeah. And it just went. Just the took last off. six games, he just took off. Took off. He's the poster child for why they need to move the dates back. For uh, Mr. Hockey. For Mr. Hockey. Yeah. Because yeah. beginning of the year, he was not Mr. Hockey. Yep. He yep. finished as Mr. Hockey. Yeah, for sure. He was our player of the year, and it was like, it was like, it was so easy. Yeah. And then I think Drew Fisher got the Metro player of the year. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I think Max Strand had a great year, but he had he had the fast start. Yeah. Yeah. And got it off of his fast start and where Bump had the great finish. Yep. So but it was easy for us. I'm like, oh, I know how my high school. It wasn't easy for a Mr. Hockey voter. I'll say that. Because at the time of the at the time, at the casting, time, at the time of casting, casting the vote, I, I, I don't even. I know that Bump made it for. Our, he made the final he, ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously. And but it was he made all of our lists. But you know, I think Carl had him at number one. I don't think I had him at number one in my list at and, that time. And for at me, that time. And, 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 and for me to watch Alex go from I knew him in squirts and peewees and the Bantam Elite League and. I just saw him kind of grow up, and he grew up big time that year. I mean, you watched him. Remember his interview with us for the player of the year? He really struggled at his interview. And then watch him on the air in the state tournament, handle himself like a pro, yep. and then he came in and did his player of the year interview, and he stuck. He did the Casey Middlestead. He stuck around and met all the other little player of the years, the Bantams and the Peas, yep. and he was just like, it was like he had really grown up, and he is in some ways in your programs, you know. Oh, you know, he's your guy. Yeah. He's your OG. Yeah, he is. I mean, he's the like I was use Ian Perry because it, we've, you know, you look at Ian Perry who's had multiple Mister Hockey's. Yeah, guys yeah. playing in the NHL, and when I was go back to Jefferson, that's the team that we played. That was for their first year in the state tourney. Yeah, yeah, and they weren't very good. No, they they no. were okay, but. Um, I remember we beat them seven to one. Like they weren't, they weren't all that good. But that was their first year, and that was their kind of coming out party, right there. Yeah. And but then after that, over the next twenty five years, they just you know had had so many, the Alex Bumps type player, the Letties, the Rows, the yeah. Middle Stats, the yeah, endless, yeah, pretty That's good cool. run of players over there. Where do we go from here? Tim? I don't. I think we've kind of hit them all. Um, other than what's your future? I, I ask you this almost on an annual basis. Uh, what's what's your future? How long do you see yourself doing this? Two years, five years, ten years, twenty years? I don't know. We'll see. You having fun? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely this right now. Right now, I'm having a ton of fun. If you asked me that over Christmas this year, <laughs> when my AD called me, he said, "Joe, how you doing?" I said, "I am absolutely miserable right now because we were horrible." Yeah. And we have good kids, and they're a joy to be around the rink. But this group, had, this group had to learn how to win, have success, have some confidence in themselves. And they're starting to do it right now, and we're seeing it. Our practices are awesome. They're hooting and hollering. They're, you know, it's a very enjoyable group to coach. Like we're seeing the results of a lot of the things that we do on video and and work with them on in practice and. 
draw plays and you know neutral zone draw plays. Matt Demon loves the draw plays. I mean, he <laughs> is, and he's he's doing a great. Him and Matty, I mean, Matt's really now for seven, eight years. He's an awesome coach. But this is Denny's third. Is this Denny's Sec- third? second yeah. year? Second, second year. year. Um, but he's really, you know, as a young coach, he's really grown into his own. So for me personally, I don't know. I. <laughs> you don't know. You don't answer. Well, I know it won't be ten. That no, I know. won't be 10. No, zero okay. chance. I've uh, got too many other things I enjoy doing. You brought up Matt Denman, oh, all the all the mats, but uh, he's one I got to work with him two or three summers uh, down at the U of M when he was playing for the Gophers. And yeah. this guy has got all the tools. Um, I, I think his coaching record at the now process combine is like, 27 and one like he's just a winner he's one of those guys that doesn't take no for an answer um he's good really good with kids talk about what he's what he brought to the program as a player and now as a coach well i think the thing that is really cool for me to have like denny back and have maddie back so to kind of go full circle on denman you have a couple different generations of lakers too right for me as a high school coach like yeah winning a state title all that Hard to do. Yeah. You know, very few and far between get to do that. Um, for me, the rewarding part is coaching these kids at the time. Yeah. Matt Chris, I coached him in high school. He's now 30, almost 30 years old. He's married with two kids and lives in my neighborhood. That's and super cool. one of my best friends. And, um, and it's really cool to have that. Now, Denny coming back. Denny's 25 years old. He went through... Played for the Magicians at Cedar Rapids and then the He's Gophers, done it all. Done it all. Um, so for me, it is so rewarding to have alumni come back and to be able to coach with those guys, and they have so much pride in what we do with the youth program, with with yeah. everything we do. And like a Denny, he is super into it. He had to learn a lot last year. He came in, he thought we had seven Division One guys in the roster last year. And we're like, <laughs> right. hey, slow down. Pump the brakes here. You know, it, and, and we're like, he'll figure it. Let's just, you know, let, let him figure him, it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we gave him a lot of, you know, delegate different things to him. Draws, um, just different power play stuff because things that he enjoys doing and, he, and he's good at. Um, and then in practice, you know, I, I know that there are plenty of coaches out there that head coaches, they want to run everything and the assistants don't do a whole lot. I'm the exact opposite. I don't want the kids to hear my voice all the time. Right. I get bored, bored you know, talking all the time. Yeah. When I'm doing something, I want to be dialed in. So Denny and Maddie have a ton of responsibility with everything we do. They're involved in everything. Denny works with our D a ton. Maddie runs our D during the games and uh, Maddie Christ. And, you know, so it's nice to have Denny, Matt Demon back and, and have a Matt Chris there and both those guys doing awesome, really awesome job. I want you to make a little commentary, maybe draw on some of the youth listeners too, because you're deeply involved in the youth program. Yep. Uh, you help run the tryouts, you're on board, all those things. And uh, your, your band AA team is a top five team in the state. Yep. Uh, and it's not the prettiest band. It's, this doesn't look like you're the bump years yep. when they were winning, you know, winning all the tournaments and, uh, had a, and went and went to state, but this team is is headed. I think they they're a fast track to the state tournament. Your Pee Wee Double A team is very competitive, uh, and your Squirt team. You know, I know they were in the lower bracket, but that was a really talented group. So your Squirt A, your Pee Wee Double A, and your Bantam Double A are all experienced in success. That's got to 
gets you a little bit excited for the, what the future brings yeah. to the Lakers. Right? For sure. Whether it's me there or my assistants, or who knows? We'll see what happens there. But, um, but you know, I mean, my point is it's, it's consistent now. I it's, mean, it is consistent. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's very consistent. The Bantams are there. Like, there's not a superstar in that team. No. It's a bunch of good hockey players that work hard, and they're good kids, and they're rink rats. They love – that group loves hockey. I broadcasted them up at the Blue Ox a couple times. I'm like, if you would have just taken the Lakers off and put Hermantown on there, yep. that's what they look like. Yep. Just grinders. grinders. Yep. Just a bunch of grinders. And I'm like, these, these guys look more like Hermantown than Hermantown does right now. In that group of kids, like we have loved that group because every time we would go up to Lakefront and Prior Lake, the outdoor rink, yeah. the core group of that kid, the, of that team, they're always there. They're there all the time. Rink rats. Yeah. yeah, you can tell. You yeah. can tell they're really smart hockey players. They enjoy it. Yeah, so they're good. Uh, yeah, I mean, down the line, the the pipeline is is really good. And I'm just, I'll just say one thing here, too. The thing that I am most proud of coaching in Pride Lake. Yeah, I've lived there for 17 years. I'm a die. I'm a more of a Laker than I am a Jag now by far. Yeah. Um, like, I'm a, I'm a Pride Lake guy. My kids, you know, going to go to school in Pride Lake and everything else is that our teams, the teams that I coach and have for the last 15 years, we do it with prior lake kids. That is my biggest thing. And What's the zip code there? Five, five, well, I'm in 379. Okay. <laughs> half of our development is half our development is Shakopee zip code. Yes. And then half's prior lake. That's my spring lake. I was kind of going with the Bruce plant, like where he yeah. got up there at the press conference and just gave out all the zip. He he, he, <laughs> he introduced his players and their zip code after they lost to yep. St. Thomas. It's legendary. Yeah, but that's the biggest thing. And like Matt Chris, he's the exact. Like I just, that's the thing I love. Cause you bring up the youth and talking about these kids. Yeah. If the people knew what went on out there in high school hockey and the amount of phone calls that are made to coaches or people trying to get a hold of coaches, it's insane. Yeah. It's totally. Totally insane. Well, this interview has been insane, Mr. Jaguar mascot. <laughs> I've had a blast. Well, why don't you stick around and help him with us with Pickums a little bit later? You want to do that? Yep. Sounds good. Well, good thing uh, Coach Joe is sticking around. Um, he's off camera right we, now. We put a muzzle on him? He's off camera. Um, I've. He's in this chair still, and I've... Yeah, we've just moved it to the side. And he can't move. We've <laughs> put him aside. He can't yeah. join we, in. We put Baby in the corner. Baby is firmly in the corner. Baby might be still in Prior Lake. Baby might be still in Prior Lake. <laughs> um, okay, I got some games to the pass. As Carl mentioned, it was a boring week. <laughs> <laughs> so... It sure was. These games are not great. I was sending you games. I've sent you a couple, and I'm like. Sent me one I sent game. you, a, yeah, but it was still. <laughs> okay. felt like two. <laughs> I've lied on the air more this week than I think I have in two years. Felt like two. I'm on 10 minutes, and I was like, I was on 10 minutes, and I was like, yeah, I've seen Shock. I was talking about the score team. Yeah, I've refed them. I'm like, I have not refed Shock B squared A team. We call those weird Danny lies just in my lying. house. <laughs> just lied blatantly for no reason. <laughs> um, okay, Tuesday, Rozo 4, East Grand Forks 4, overtime. That's a good game. That's about what we expected. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the thing. A lot we of these games are going to be like, oh, that's about what I expected. Look at it. Like, Warroad, East Side was a 
overtime. And then Overtime. Overtime. This one just didn't get a winner. Yeah. Yeah. They're all the same. Yep. Um, New Prague 6, Laverne 5. This is the aforementioned game from News. Um, so who won it? New Prague beat Laverne, six and that's to five. Laverne's first loss, and that kicks him out of the top ten. Off the top ten. L. Yep. For Laverne. Laverne Shirley. Creighton four, Eastview four, overtime. About yeah. what we expected. <laughs> About what I. And that doesn't it doesn't yeah. change anything either. I think Eastview still is a three seed now. The, they the beat win Saint Thomas, they, they beat St. Thomas. So they who did Eastview? Yeah. So who's this, the two? Rosemount? Who is the one? Then you could put St. Thomas. Does that help St. Thomas, that tie? Uh, possibly. It does. Yeah. It does. Yeah, because yeah. at Eastview won, they, and they would be like. Creighton's the St. Thomas. Yeah, and they beat Creighton, too. So it, it, I, I I, think this keeps Creighton at the four seed. Correct. Five seed. Five, five seed, seed because of Park, the loss to Park. Now, they can rebound that because they play Park again, I believe, and without checking. Because conference. Really struggling has struggled since Vezzi went down in Prairie Lake. I would argue they struggled before that, Tony. A little bit, a little bit. They weren't, you know, lighting the world on fire before it. So, okay. Uh, and then you play again in the season's final week. Park or who? Park and Creighton. Park and Creighton. Okay. Grand Rapids three, Cloquet two, overtime. This okay. this is Rapids. I mean, they're. They're yeah. a good team, but they're going to struggle to put people away. Their squirt team beat Cloquet as well, 9-7 to seven in the squirt tackle huh. this week. Huh. <laughs> okay. In Section 7 AA play. Oh, interesting. Okay. Not anymore. Not anymore. Hermantown 8, Hibbing 1. Oof. That was – this is a separator game. Yes. That's the one and two seeds, isn't it? Uh, uh, Cloquet will be two. Cloquet will be two, and Proctor, I think, has a case for... I, they brought Hermantown to overtime. This game, maybe. No. Yeah. Who brought Hermantown to overtime? Proctor. Oh, that's right. So, I, you know, they haven't... I don't want to play Proctor in that semifinal. No. No. No, especially no. with the goaltending. Exactly. Um, exactly. St- Hill Murray three, Stillwater one. Good one for Hill. They needed yeah. that. And two Rivers rock bottom. Since Two Rivers rock bottom, they've turned into Hill again. I wouldn't go that far. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they're winning. They are the they're the number one seed. They are the hockey. number one seed. Yeah. They are mm-hmm. securely that. Um, Lakeville South two, Prior Lake one. Speaking of Prior Lake, we just had It Prior just Lake's shows you time. what... The South Suburban is right now. It's goofy. Yeah. There are a lot of really tight games happening in the South Suburban, but no real huge upsets, though. Yeah, I'll give you that, Carl. And this is a good example of that. Little Falls 5, Northern Lakes 2. Winner for the Pliers. Yep. Oh, this is somebody's back from Prior Lake, I think. Um, And then Wednesday, one game, Eden Prairie 4, Monomedi 0. EP keeps on rolling. Straight shutout. Yeah, they've been playing good hockey. Yeah, and when when Isaiah gets going, Isaiah gets going. Um, Northern Lakes seven, River Lakes six on Thursday. 
Yeah. This Northern Lakes trophy. It should be. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think this is kind of tells us how far or how, how they haven't progressed. No, the Lightning have no. not progressed. No, no. Um, Orno three, Southwest Christian Richfield one. Okay, it, closer than it you would think. Orno's. If you look through their game schedule, you'd get confused. Yeah, <laughs> very easily. Yeah, you'd get confused. This is one. This just adds to their confusion. Uh, Maple Grove two, Champlain Park one. Ooh, yeah, yeah. This is what we're hoping for yeah. out of five. Like, give us You'll drama. You're gonna get it. And this, this is what could be there. Okay. Um, and then a game that we all watch: Minnetonka one, Edina one, overtime. Good game. It was, a, yeah, it was a very good firebrand type of game. It was about six weeks ago, it seemed like. <laughs> Only to you. <laughs> Some of us. Um, I, okay, let me say the th- uh, my Tonka statement that talks out of both sides of my mouth. Oh, you're good at that. Yeah. Tonka keeps teams way too close and lingers with teams that they shouldn't. They did that last year and they won state. So, like, I have no idea what to think with yeah, that. Yeah, everybody wants to make a definitive statement, right? And I can't with them. No, no. I remember the uh, there was a moment in the John Stout interview where he said something about Goldie's statement is win the week. And I said, when's the last time you lost the week? They still have not lost a week since his sophomore year. No. They uh, haven't. Yeah, lost a whole week? No. 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 I, I did think in this game that Tonka controlled it in stretches. But um, just couldn't put it away. You and I sat down and watched at least two periods with Tom Chorsky, who's yeah. a really smart guy as far as the game is concerned. I mean, I always learn a lot when I sit with him, and he's like, man, Tonka's just bigger, stronger, faster, control everything. Every aspect. Every aspect of that game. Except. Except. Putting away. Putting the puck in the net. And, and quite frankly, Danny Clare's goal was a – Fantastic goal, but my goodness, there was probably one inch of space that that puck got into. Yeah, it was a it was a goal scorer's goal. Beautiful goal, and and quite frankly, they also got lucky they got that. Yes, I, I thought it was kind of a lucky shot, Danny. Sorry, just yeah. Actually, there's obviously some skill, but my goodness, yeah. Short side high, right over the blocker. It was nice. Yeah, it was a very pretty goal, um, but. Again, I, I learned that Edina can hang with them. Yeah. But I didn't learn as much as I wanted to in this game. So I saw Ben Gordon uh, at Squirtacular. His son was playing in it. And we chatted for a couple of seconds. And he goes, I've been to two games between the top three teams in the state, and I've seen a grand total of eight scoring chances. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'm quoting you on my show on Sunday for that one. Yeah, it's true. true. Yeah, it's very true. It's true. Yep. And I think if I'm Kirk Giles right now, I think I'm feeling pretty good about the direction of my team. But they were playing that sort of slight edge, right? I mean, they're, anyone got anywhere near the goal. They were knocking them down. They were you know, having a little bit more of an edge. And I think that's what Kurt wants. So I feel like they're building. I thought Edina... Uh, looked immature physically. 
They agree. Uh, but their compete level was very high. And I love their line combos right now. I really mm-hmm. do. I like yeah. that they're 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 clicking. Like like Carl's saying, they're they're starting to gel right now, which is which is troublesome. But just that's that six double A playoff is gonna be insane. We'll learn a lot this week with the Wyzetta Edana game. Yep, I agree. Moving on to Friday, Rosemount 3, Apple Valley, Burnsville 2, overtime. <laughs> what? You yeah. said it was a boring week. And I don't know what to say. What on that. just happened? Uh, that one's bad. Yeah. That one's really Rose bad. Rosemount dropped a spot this week, and, even though they didn't lose. A spot? <laughs> a spot? Just for the record, we ripped the South Suburban, and I got a South Suburban coach tied up in the corner here and he's he's probably agreeing that it's not its best season uh yeah that's or a maybe bad. apple valley's good i have no, no idea no i have no idea don't don't go that far we, they've made our show a couple times scores yeah wise. because the i'm not noting the like scores that they're getting running timed okay, all okay right. let's well, put it I, that's a game schedule i'm gonna look at just based on that score i want to go look at their scores and see if there's a, a tr- any trend I, they're three and 14 tony that's a trend that I don't like, but maybe there's something there I can find. <laughs> they haven't won since December 28th, and that was against Mankato West in overtime. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, their other wins were the two first games of the year. Really? One of them was they started Man- off the season two and zero. Yeah, and they're one and fourteen. Uh, since. One of them was Mankato West again. <laughs> <laughs> So they'd be good in three eight, and, or, and they uh, beat one eight. They beat Hopkins. In that's, overtime. That's the other team that's just literally they're attached to every. I think Hopkins has 75 games played. They've played everybody <laughs> this year. They have. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they have. They're coming to play Duluth East on Thursday. Yeah. Like they played Roseville. <laughs> they played everybody. Yeah. No, I. Either way, just they're three. I'm calling and, the high school league. They've <laughs> exceeded their 25 game limit for sure. <laughs> okay. Monticello, seven. Chicago Lakes, six overtime. That's a top 10 team. Apparently. Versus a, sec- a section opponent, right? Yeah, I believe yeah, so. I think so. Uh, no, Chicago's in four now. Are they in four? Yeah, okay. they fit better in four. Yeah, they, they do. Okay, but either way, that's a, that's a game that's murky. But uh, if you read Class A guy, it's like, they well, won 23 in a row. And I'm like, you go look at their game schedule. It's not impressed. No, not this impressed. is a not so impressed. This week. Yes. I mean, he's just desperate. He wants a, you know, he wants to, Here, here's the he thing. wants to prop up. He wants to prop up Cathedral having a tough route to state. I, Agree? I, yeah. I just, don't, I don't think it's tough. I'm not route. buying it. I'm not no, buying it. I'm not buying it either. Um, Holy Family 3, Sartell 2, Overtime. It's interesting. It's it's Sartell is Sartell's scary. They're scary. Sneaky or scary? Which one? Sneaky. I'll sneaky. give you. Sneaky. I'll say sneaky. They sneaky. Get scary, but they're sneaky. They're sneaky. Elk River is scary. Elk. Yeah. Sartell is sneaky. sneaky. Um, Thief River Falls six. Little Falls two. Who? Wait. Who beat Little Falls? Thief, TRF. Oh. And, and you know that's okay. All right. Getting healthy. Holy Angels four, Cloquet zero, rounds out Friday. Saturday we had some juice. Um, starting off with Maple Grove four, Elk River one. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I, I expected more out of the Elks, but again, 
else can be scary. They're, hey, they're playing a five double A opponent, not an eight double A. Uh, you're right. You, <laughs> you already know what it is. Once yeah. they get the eight double yeah, A, exactly. I think one eight in eight double A is significant. <laughs> I'm serious. They're all the same. Yeah, including you, Morehead. Like including you, Bill, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because guess what, Morehead's playing in hockey day. You know what that does to a team section? Except Prior Lake. So is Rose. Except Prior Lake. <laughs> Except Prior Lake. Little Joe, little Joe back there in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Prior Lake propelled. That was big for them. I'm just thinking of Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> Landon. <laughs> Michael Landon. Yes. Little Joe. That is Little Joe. <laughs> uh, okay. Stillwater. Two, St. Thomas Academy, two, overtime. Doesn't tell me anything. <laughs> tells me. Absolutely. scoring at the very end to tie it, too. Yeah. Isn't hockey day kind of the spot where we kind of hit the wall? Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're kind of feeling it right now. Hill Murray, four, Grand Rapids, three, overtime. 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 Yeah. And they wore their God. hockey. Riley's up for. They wore their hockey Yeah, they jersey. thought it was hockey day all of a sudden, right? <laughs> Yeah, I did. They're yeah. Like, yeah, we're wearing our hockey day stuff. stuff. I love it. I, apparently, the either they bought new ones or they no, didn't get to those, keep. They didn't get to keep. Oh, those oh. are those are Lex jerseys, uh, not the those families. Are, no. You're gonna have to return this to the bin. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, Duluth East four, Rockridge three, overtime. Big double A. If I were writing. If I was class double A guy, I would say big double A win for Duluth East, the Hounds. I don't. It's not. It's not. We got kind of ripped by Eric. Can we talk about that right now? How we kind of got ripped by him a little bit? That what we took. I I think he took offense that we kind of. He didn't he put together a whole spreadsheet. Spreadsheet. Yeah, it was unbelievable. This guy's amazing, by the way. Yeah, I, hey, I he's don't mind. Come out of the woodwork, and he is just out dueling the. He is out interneting the internet right now. He is. He's spending a lot of time. It's fantastic stuff, but he got us pretty good. Yeah, I'll give him that. Um, Centennial five, Rogers four. Good win for Centennial. Very good win, even without. Yeah, without the top line of Rogers. Correct. Well, oh. hey. Well, because Bummy's gone and and Mason, Mace is out. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, and Gerdes was out too. <laughs> what? What happened to him? Is he hurt? I don't know. I just saw that in a tweet. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So St- doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. See you at the section meeting. Um White Bear Lake three, Hermantown two overtime mm. without AJ Francisco. But yeah, it's still a good, still a, a good score for the Bears. And they beat yeah. Grand Rapids 2 nothing on Friday as well. I didn't know that, but it's a good weekend for the Bears. Bears? Yeah. Beat Rapids? Yeah. Okay. All right. Lakeville South 2, Delano 1. Why is Lakeville South still playing Carbon. Delano? I don't know. I mean, I get that they're buddies. I'm sure they're buddies yeah, and they I'm want sure. to play each other, but this seems like a weird opponent. Nothing good can happen to that game if you're Lakeville South. That's my point. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And good game for both teams, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Minnetonka 4, Eden Prairie 0. Mm. Eh. I, I think if this game is a section game at, at Braemar, I think it's a lot more juicy. 
It could be. I'm going to ask little Joe about that, who he's going to put down on his little card. He's filling his card out today. Okay. Okay. Um, Shakopee 2, Lakeville North 1. That's the number six team in the state. Yeah, the number six (laughs) team in the state beat Lakeville North 2-1. Yeah. Gosh. That's a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. All right. And then Chanhassen 5, Benilde 2, called this score before the game, and it came true. Yeah. I think that's about what I expected. Yeah. And uh, I saw Coach Bloomfield this morning, actually, at the Squirtacular. Oh, really? Okay. I saw him last night. The funny part of this game is that the refs did not show up for the JV game um, and had some assistant coaches uh, out there acting as refs. Shut up. Yeah. Even Sainty dressed up for the first period. What? Yeah. Yeah. Does it count? I, I, I don't ask me. Like, I'm... <laughs> that is news. Yeah. Yeah, I was saving it for this. We had a lot of news. We had a, we had a lot of news. It that was, is absolutely bizarre. Yeah, I, I ran in the, because I, I parked behind by the outdoor rink. Yeah. Obviously, so I went the back way in, and I ran into Coach Bloomfield, and he's like, oh, yeah, refs didn't show up. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> that is absolutely the craziest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. So JV coaches got their skates and ref the game. No, well, they had to find skates and everything. and Like, they didn't have their skates, obviously. So they had to find skates for them to wear. Like it's, it's They like, were? Oh, I don't want to know. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. Okay. All right. And that's that's the games of the past. They were really lackluster games. Of, I had no juice on that. Yeah, well, there's some good ones in there. That one, the Laverne game is good. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Not one team out of the top ten. Yeah, but that was newsworthy. Yeah, there's some good games in there. Okay, Tom, why don't you give us some juice with some Waro kids with Ryan Lund and Murray Marvin Quartz. We're joined with senior Murray Marvin Cordes and Ryan Lunn from Warroad. How are you guys doing today? Pretty good. I'm excited to do this interview. Are you guys excited to, to do the interview or just get out of class? Both. Yeah, both. Both? Yeah. All right. Well, good deal. Um, we are heading into Hockey Day, Minnesota, in your guys' backyard, literally in your guys' backyard, over at the football field. Lundy, uh, when it got announced uh, a summer and a half ago, uh, what were you, what was going through your head uh, about the opportunity of having Hockey Day actually here as um, opposed to someone else's town? I think it's just going to be so much different being up here because there's just going to be a different crowd of people than it would be anywhere else. The fact that they're like strangers coming to this town. I mean, there's going to be people, obviously the big broadcast crews and all that stuff, but there's going to be people who are just hockey fans who have never been here before. Does that kind of excite you that it's going to be just a a huge array of hockey fans here? Yeah, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a little chaotic with all the people coming up here and it's not a very big town, so I don't know how they're going to fit everybody. Yeah, well, right I'm staying in Grand Rapids. Like, yeah. I'm not dumb enough to think that I could find a place here. Yeah. So we we planned it out where we're going to go stay in Grand Rapids on Friday and then truck up, truck back, and then have an easy drive home the next day. So it should be a fun deal. So Murray, when you thought about it, you were there. You were holding up the banner. I remember that day. What, what was going through your head over at the golf course that I day? Think, uh, I think it's a, it's a dream come true. You know, as a little kid, you skate outside all the time. You know, I had a rink in my backyard, and – 
getting to getting to play on a big stage outside is is going to be a lot of fun. Did you have any idea was where it was going to be at that point, or you know, is it going to be at the football field, middle of town, or did you have uh, any idea? I I we didn't really have an idea. I think the football field was kind of a it was kind of already out there as like a spot that it could go, but we didn't really have any idea. And I saw something on socials just recently that they're kind of building it out right now um, where they have a little rink and then the big rink. Have you guys been over there to check it out or do you go over there every day to check it out? Uh, I mean, I've driven past it a couple of times and I, I saw they put up the glass and stuff and, you know, it's it's starting to look really cool over there. I'm getting excited just thinking about it. All right. Before we uh, talk a little, we'll talk a little more hockey day a little bit. Let's just get to know who you guys are. Murray, you uh, have the Marvin last name, uh, the great history of hockey in your family. Um, talk a little bit about what it means to put on that jersey. You didn't initially grow up here. You were a Minneapolis kid until you're nine or 10 years old. So what's it mean to, to put on that jersey and that many of your relatives had put on in the past? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously having all the relatives go through quite a few of them, you know, playing college hockey and and even further but I think after this year you know fighting to keep the logo it's uh it's special to put on that jersey every game and it's a it's an honor have you seen the hockey day jersey yet yeah pretty sweet yeah I'm pretty, pretty awesome I'm pretty excited to yeah. see the whole ensemble come together um speaking of that your family uh, the, the Marvin family there's so many and a lot of the a lot of the, some of the like like Grant Lukinski's all part of the family which 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 one stands out to you as, as one of the best or one of the the, the greatest Marvin besides Gigi's got to be in the top conversation top mm-hmm. three who are some of the other ones that, that jump out to you I mean I think Grant and Hammer both of them they just they're so dedicated to their craft and you know they work hard every day Hammer I remember last year Hammer would be at the rink you know an hour before most people even thought of coming here and I think those two really stand out to me uh I don't know just everybody in our family you know whether they're a star athlete or not they they love playing hockey or they love being outside and playing sports so. here's a random question for you growing up in Minneapolis until you're like nine you probably didn't get up here a lot right um so like you're just at a summer barbecue with family you don't realize that a lot of these guys you know looking back we're all kind of hockey legends yeah so I I did spend my summers up here and, and Christmases so I I got to spend quite a bit of time with my family but you know what Sometimes I, I'd talk to people and, you know, say, oh, yeah, Gigi's my cousin or, or, or I'm related to someone. And they're like, really? And I, it, was, it was no big deal to me. But, right. you know, people were, were, you know, surprised by it. All right, Lonnie, let's get over to your hockey heritage. Well, your dad grew up here. Uh, he's a Roosevelt guy, though, wasn't he? He grew mm-hmm. up in Roosevelt just yep. down the road. Um, and uh, he played here and played at St. Cloud State. What, are you, what, are your, what does it mean for you to put on that jersey, the um, same one as your dad? I mean, with um, him being the f- one of the first teams to win a state championship for Ward, I think it just brings it to another level for me because I want to, I want to win a state championship too, and just, yeah. I... All right. Um, when what what does what does he tell you as far as in your career? Like, I mean, not just from your peewee career or whatever, but but even today, what kind of advice does he give you as you kind of go along, like in your high school hockey career? Um, just tells me to get better every day and just keep being a leader on the ice and um yeah pretty much that's about it so from your perspective ryan uh you have what what is your plans as a player you obviously have all the physical gifts to move forward and play college hockey someday what are your plans after high school um i've been planning to either go play junior somewhere or 
I don't know. Um, it's, I don't even, I'm not really a hundred percent sure. You yet. Don't know, you don't know. You don't know. You just, you're I, focused on today. Yeah, I want, right? yeah, I just want to see how the high school season goes and then figure it All out. All right, Marie, that. you got a similar answer to that? Uh, so, I mean, I think I have a little more, you know, of a, a baseline because, you know, I played at Minot before the year. How was that? North American. It was, it was a great experience, you know, being a young guy in a, in a, in a junior league can sometimes be hard, but I think, we had such a, a great team, a lot of older guys, but just everybody on that team seemed to be a leader, even if they didn't have a letter on their jersey. And so it was a good experience, you know, uh, first experience living away from home by myself, you know, and I think it was, it really helped me with my mindset piece of playing hockey and then just, you know, enjoying the sport a little more when I came home. It probably gave you a vision of what the next year to two years after high school is going to look like as well. Yeah. Maybe, made you maybe grow up a little bit. Yeah, right? definitely. Yeah, I, I agree. That's, that's a good positive to it. So you guys both played in the uh, state uh, championship or won a state championship. We played two state championships, actually. Um, as Peewees, you guys won the state title in uh, Duluth. Um, tell me a little bit about that day. Uh, you what do you remember most about whether whether it be the hockey before the hockey before the game after the game? What was some of the memories you take away from that? Uh, I think I mean just just that feeling when when that final buzzer goes Was and Sartell, you guys, yeah, okay. and I think I think the night before we had played Osseo Maple Grove and and beat them in overtime and that I think after winning that game we just had that momentum going into the next day and. I don't think there was really any doubt when we got to the rink that we were going to win. Got it. Lundy, what do you remember? Um, I remember they had a girl goalie when we played them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember that was, that's one of my very, yeah. Um, I remember I think that. It's Hannah, it's Hannah Skavnik. I think yeah, she, she played it. Yeah, she's at very Andover. good when we played her she's too. She's a college hockey yeah. player now. And uh, yeah, just playing with all these guys that I've played with in high school now, they're all just getting better and better and they're moving on in their careers. So Okay. It's pretty special. All right. Uh, let's let's take it back to uh, youth hockey days. Um, you said you grew up in Minneapolis a little bit. What was that like? Did, did it was your choice to play hockey? This wasn't like, hey, I'm a Marvin. I got to play hockey. Yeah. Well, I I mean, I was definitely pushed towards it, and or not pushed, but you know, it was always it was it was always an option for me. Yeah. I think I always loved the game, and so you know, getting to play and playing with, you know, people that I wasn't really friends with or anything and right. meeting new people. But I think that's one of the best things about hockey is meeting the people that you do when you go play somewhere new. And it, it's just, uh, I think it's a great family that you build. It was uh, four or five years ago while we were on a trip, me and you, Murray, went to Vancouver and played in a, a spring event. I put on a team that went there and half Minnesota kids, half Vancouver kids, and you got a chance to play not once but twice against Connor Bedard. What was what was a feeling like, wow, we've heard all about this guy, but actually mm -hmm. to play against him and to kind of see it all unfold from that point on? Yeah, so I mean, I I, I didn't hadn't really paid attention to it or anything, and I got out there and you know, there's a bunch of buzz that the guy in this tournament's he's the next big thing. And then you get out there and he's the strongest guy on the ice, but he's also the fastest and the most skilled. And, you know, I think just watch after, you know, getting to play against him, I kind of started paying attention to his career and then just to see him blossom into, into what he's become is, is awesome. 
Right. Lundy, you and I got uh, a coach-player relationship playing in the show with Great Plains. What are your memories about playing, not maybe just on that team, but in that tournament? There was a lot of great players in that one as well for 06s. Um, that was kind of like my first ever like big tournament that I went to, and I think we stayed there for seven days, and I had never been away from home that long, so it was a little bit overwhelming for me. But I think in the end, it turned out like it was a pretty good, pretty good tournament for me and for everybody else. And I've, all these guys are still playing in like the high school league, so it's pretty cool to just see that we all played together. Yeah, we were younger, so a lot of some of those guys are playing in the NTDP as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, so just to see the not just the ones on your team, but the ones we played yeah. against, it was it was a fantastic tournament. I just remember leaving the rink after that tournament, thinking, man, these a lot of these kids grew up, and that's basically yeah. what happened to you. You mm-hmm. really grew up from from day one that weekend and to, to, to the end. It was yeah. it was a really good experience for everybody. That's yeah. that's part of hockey, you know, and a lot of the new probably made a lot of new friends too. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, let's talk a little hockey day. So you're you're gonna get your access to to Rozo um, on the biggest stage. Um, talk through uh, what it means to play against those guys because they're just down the road. You play against them all throughout your youth career. It's probably just a little bit extra special to beat those guys. Yeah, it's it's kind of just like a it's like building up as a r- bigger rivalry just between like. Um, the two, just us and Rozo, just because we played against each other, we've lost to them, we beat them, and every game is just, it's always a good game, so. Alright. Yeah, I, I mean, the, it doesn't matter how, how the teams have done the rest of the year, they're always, they're always ready to battle, and, you know, it's, it's never just gonna be, you know, world's gonna walk in the rink, and they know they're gonna win, it's always gonna be a, a fight to the, to the end of the game. Let's get a prediction on what the temperature's gonna be that day. <sighs> Monday? I'm going to say negative uh, five degrees. Really? That's not yeah. bad. That's doable. Oh, that's, that's good. <laughs> It'll still be cold, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, after this this week, we might be looking at some cold temperatures. I'll, I'll, I'll go one lower. I'll go negative six. Negative six. Well, we'll yeah. say with the with the wind chill, though, it'll be a little colder. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. A little windy. It's chilly. Yeah. It's going to be chilly. Um, have you guys uh, practiced outdoors, done anything outdoors yet? There hasn't really been any outdoor rinks that no. have been done yet. I know. It's yeah. kind of weird. It's coming on quick, right? Yeah. I skated um, on my outdoor rink in my house a couple times, and this week has been, you know, you, you can't stay out there for too long. The toes get cold. The nose gets cold. But, you know, I'm what excited. Is, do you guys know what the setup is, is for, for heat and all that stuff? Uh, I have Where's no the idea. locker room? I think, I think we're going to get dressed uh, at the rink here, and then they're going to drive us over on a bus. But Okay. Yeah. All right, and then what is the, what are the opposing teams going to do? Where are they? I have same no, thing. Probably the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they'll get you dressed here, much. bus over there, and take care. Yeah. How many people do you think will actually be here, be outside watching the game? A thousand, two thousand? It's probably around two thousand. Yeah, I'd I would say. say. Okay, that's, yeah. that's kind of cool. And I'm sure, I'm sure there's going to be, you know, people that maybe it'll be too cold for them, but they'll definitely be watching it on TV. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, what do you think of the uh, the the people coming into town for, for you know all the different strange people coming to town just strangers you know seeing this? What do you think they're gonna think when they get here? Um, I think it's just gonna be like they're gonna think like we're having hockey day here because it's just such a small place and they're just I don't know where they're gonna keep everybody because I think there's people staying in Roseau, but and then yeah yeah all over yeah. everywhere. Uh, I mean, because uh, I know that. My house is going to be full when when hockey day comes. We got a lot of friends and family coming up, but you know I think they're going to get here, and 
I mean, some of the people I'm sure will be from, you know, the cities, Minneapolis, and this might be their first small town experience. And I, I hope they enjoy it because we love it up here. Uh, what are you guys looking forward to most? I mean, just, I think the experience of, of playing out there. And I think, you know, we're going to, we're going to have to tone down the emotions and get ready to play at some point. But I think we just take it all in and have fun out there. Yeah. How about you, Lenny? Yeah. I think if we just, um, I don't know. It's going to be a close game, so <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> Pilgrim's over here. I know. He's, he's goofing off from of there. I know. He is just, he's probably know. taking video of yeah. you guys right yeah. now. Yeah. He's starting all over Snapchat. Should have got him in here. I know the gig. I know the gig. He's too good for you guys. <laughs> yeah. He's too yeah. good for this. Yeah. Um, well, all right. Let's just wrap it up. One last question. Um, you guys uh, have a, your team this year uh, have – at the time of this, you're number two in the state. Um, you got some really big games. You got you got a couple with Rozo. You got East Side. You got some tough games still ahead of you. You got Hermantown coming up. Walk through what your what your guys' mindset is to erase last year's uh, loss in the finals and and actually get that state championship. This the one that uh, your dad has. Get that same ring. What 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 is the mindset of the team right now? Um, I think we all just got to keep getting better and getting get closer as a team and um, just keep moving forward and trying to get to that point where we can get up there in the Don't in the look X. back look forward yeah. right mm -hmm. all right yeah I think I think this year's team uh, at least the last couple of games maybe not but I think overall this year we've been really good at finishing games especially that Orono game and that Matamidi game you know there's just at the end, and you know, I think that's kind of what the East Side game. Yeah, I mean, it's just like you guys have it. Don't yeah, you? Mm -hmm. we don't. We're not. We don't fold under pressure. You know, we uh, we're able to keep our cool and you know win the big games. Well, Ryan Lund and Marie Marvin Quarters, it's been fun sitting down with you. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks, Tony. Thanks. Well, welcome back, Joe. Welcome back, Tony from War Road. Yes, it was an amazing trip. Yeah, glad Just you could seems make it like back. Yesterday, <laughs> it probably wasn't. It was not. Okay, um, what did you want to say about the kids up there? Well, other than the franticness of the interview process, our flight got redirected. I'm not sure if I brought that up. You on, did. I did on the show, but yeah. so anyway, the we land, we do the do an interview with these kids, and it was just kind of a race the entire day to get everything done, but. Uh, those guys were waiting there patiently and uh, talking to Lundy and talking to Murray was fun. Getting just to get to know them a little bit more on a deeper level. And Murray, just a you know a great kid. He had some great answers and was fun to hear their take on playing hockey day. How they're going to fit all those people in their small town for a day and <laughs> their preparations. Talking about the jerseys. Talking about playing Rozo. You know, just they were really excited to you know. Welcome everyone into their town, and they were really excited to, you know, get the chance to show everybody what, what World is all about. Well, speaking of the jerseys, they wore them actually this last Friday. They um, did? They did. They brought them out. They broke them in. Did you guys wear your Hockey Day jerseys beforehand? I'm trying to think if we did. No, it, it, Hockey Day was the first time we wore them. Yeah, yeah. and it, Gemini made your jerseys. They yep. made the War Road jerseys. We have your Worst jersey ever made by um, for Hockey Day. Best jersey ever made right there. <laughs> I, I like your current version of that jersey. I think it's one of the best in the state. 
I it really is do. with the gold breezer covers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We just took these off. Took the butter yep. prints off. Yeah. It, it's fine without the players. I love it without the players. It's great. But yeah. with the players, as you can imagine, all these former captains were going crazy about it. Yeah. That's it, what was the idea. We've heard. Yeah. Yes. We've heard. We've been told. <laughs> yeah. I didn't buy it, but we've been told that. Yeah. I thought I couldn't see them. When I was watching on TV, and I'm like, that is great. And and you had told me about the jersey, and you and again, I was sworn to secrecy. I yep, didn't yep, bring yep. it up or anything. You told me about the jersey and and loved them. And that jersey's probably pretty special in your program, if you think about it, because yeah. that's the jersey you wore that punched your, your ticket to state. You wore it in at the, state. first round win yep. state, which is hard to do to win a first round game in your first tournament game as a high school to win a first round game is. You know how hard that is. Talk to White Bear Lake. <laughs> Talk to Delano. Talk to Delano. Yeah. I didn't say that. Ooh, gosh, delete that yeah. part. You followed me saying the D word. Um, but, yeah, so, no, let's give um, Gemini a little bit of love. Um, so they, A lot of bit of love. A it's lot of bit of there. love. So all the jerseys behind us right now are getting used in Hockey Day, which is in some for Friday Night Ice. We got Rozo. You have Moorhead. Wasika. This is, we don't have Rozo girls, but we have Warro girls. girls. Friday Night Ice, that's Cathedral's jerseys for this Friday. We have Warro's jersey. And then far left uh, on your screen is Northfield's Friday Night Ice jersey. Yeah. It's going to be a a very fun weekend. I'll be tired on, I don't know where will I be more tired after next weekend or this past weekend. I think I'll be driving. I have a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> We're uh, going up right after Friday Night Ice. Uh, the three of us are going up uh, to cover Hockey Day. We're staying in Grand Rapids Friday night, getting up first thing Saturday morning, and then going to Hockey Where's the Day. Friday Night Ice at? Bloomington. Bloomington. And then, we, <laughs> and then we go to Grand Rapids, which is the halfway mark, yep. spend a night in the hotel, and then get up, go to Warroad. Then we're going to come back after Saturday, and then we're going to interview Clafton and the Proctor goaltender uh, in Rapids for Rapids. our next week's uh-huh. podcast. So a week from today, we'll be in Grand Rapids, yes. and then we'll come home. Yes, which will be nice. Mm-hmm. A lot of away time from the house. I don't know if that's a good thing or a I'll bad thing. I'll have four more away times <laughs> that night. Sunday, I'm leaving to Phoenix to go golf. Oh, I feel like must you, be you nice. inspired uh, me, Joe. Y- you yeah. inspired me a couple years ago. You said, yeah, well, after this, uh, we're going down and golfing. And I was like, how are you golfing? You're an ice hockey coach in Minnesota. And he goes, well, we worked it out. We don't have this. It was like President's Day or something. And didn't have practice, and you left on Thursday after a game, and you went Friday, Saturday, Sunday, came home Monday night. Yeah, I think And it I was. thought, I'm going to do that sometime, and here I am. I'm doing the same thing. Yep. Now it's just trying to find time to snowmobile. Yeah, that's your new thing, it's isn't it? It's my new thing, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I love it. All right. Are you ready to do some uh, picks? Yeah, we struggled to find games not picks, so we're not going to mention games not picks. Let's put it that way. I like it. Let's <laughs> just get right to it. Roll up our sleeves here. Uh, game one, which is, in theory, if we didn't have Friday Night Ice. Well, actually, the Friday Night Ice game is good. That's a good single-A game. But this is the game of the week this in double-A. This is the game of the week. In double-A, no question yeah, about it. easily. Edina, where is this one? At Wyzetta. pick. At pick. At pick. All right. Um, I'm going to go first. I've been pro Wyzetta all year. Yeah. And this has got to be, is this Tuesday or Thursday? Tuesday. Can't be Thursday. There's no way. No. Yeah, let's go play Wyzetta and then 
beat get beat up. Get, go play nine, I get beat up, and then go play hockey day. So yeah, they'll play that, and then they'll get prepped. Yeah, I'm going Wyzetta. I already know what Carl's going to say. Joe, what are you going to pick? Well, two good teams. So I'm going to go. If it were two weeks ago, I would have said Wyzetta. Currently, Edina is trending up quite a bit. Edina, in my opinion, has the best jersey in the state. So I'll go Edina. <laughs> Wow, that's oh, a good Gemini pick. plug right there. They're yep. a Gemini jersey. I like that. You sound like my sister when we did family picks, <laughs> football picks. My sister would pick oh, all man. best jerseys. <laughs> and win. <laughs> and there were weeks right. when she yeah. would win yeah. big. <laughs> Carl, who do you got? Of course I have Wyzetta. Of course he does. Danny? I, I like Wyzetta as well. I think that they will, they're bigger. It, just more physical, oh, yeah. and I think that will take over in this game. All right, question for Carl. If Wyzetta sweeps the week, could you make a case for them to be number one in the state? I think you have to. Yeah, because they're Philip Beatney Dina and Minnetonka didn't. Yeah, I think you could make a case for that. I don't think the Let's Play Hockey chalk will, but I think you could, Carl, because you'll buck the system. I might. We'll see. Joe's frowning at this, but yeah. What'd you say? <laughs> no, I can't. Some of these I will. That's why I went out you to Jersey. Defer? Well, I know a lot of the coaches, so I'm not going to you do? They don't watch. Oh, yeah. They don't watch this. <laughs> do you don't think, worry, you're fine. Do you think Mr. Giles is tuning in? <laughs> no, Kurt is not. No, he's no. not tuning in. I can assure you that he is not tuning no. in. All right, you get to go first on this one. Uh, Champlain Park Centennial. Two really good jerseys. One of these jerseys. It's uh, over yeah, there. Right over there is Champlain Park, which went deep in the jersey jam. Way, Way deep. deep. Like the final eight yeah. in our jersey, Gemini jersey jam. Yeah. Uh, and Centennial, which we don't have. We're still waiting on well, some yeah, numbers. Well, yeah, we have. It's just not in hand. It's not in hand. So both teams are playing really well right now. Who do you got? Is that my pick? Yeah, so you, you get go. To go first. Champlain's playing well. Centennial's playing well. I'm going to go Centennial. Rich Many, their coach. I'm buddies with him, and I like Rich a lot. And we played him this year. We tied him four. We were tied four yeah. four. Yep. So wasn't somebody up four one? They were up. They were four one. You came yeah. back four to one. Yeah, yeah. We came back. Tied tied. Yeah. I wasn't sure. Someone yep. came back. I yeah, wasn't Soderberg sure was. had the call on that one. Yep. Yeah. All right. S- okay. Who do you got, Carl? I like the way Centennial's playing right now. On a roll, they've got the best player on the ice. Take Centennial. I'll go Champlin. Okay. Right. I'll buck the trend. I'll go I, Champlin. I was ready to do it. I, I'll, I'm I'll, not going to now because I like what, what Carl had to say. I think you know, when you get the best player on the ice. And that's Harper Searles, yeah. in our opinion. Yeah. Okay. I'll go Centennial as well. All right. This is a very important game for section seating. For section sure. seating. Yeah, huge. it affects a. It doesn't just affect these two teams; it affects a lot of teams in the section too. Yeah, because with the yeah with the Centennial beating Rogers, this could cascade some things. I agree. All right, uh, Joe was most excited about this game: uh, yeah. Little Falls and Laverne. Before we went on the went back on the air, Joe said, "Do I have to do that one?" <laughs> you do. You do. You do have to do this one, by okay. the way. But you get to read putts. Going back to golf, right? You get to go last here. Uh, Carl, you go first. Yeah, knowing very little about these teams, I looked at page stat, and Laverne is comfortably ahead of Little Falls, so I'm going to go with Cardinals. How much farther? Uh, it was probably about 30 spots. Really? 
Laverne is 48. Little Falls is 72, so 20 spots. Pretty close. All right, you're going Laverne? All right, Danny. This game's at exchange. Oof. Okay. Best broadcast uh, team in the state. Flyers meter production. Is that the best? Yes. Now that the horn is somewhat dehorned. Dispen- yeah. And I mean, I'm not throwing the horn. The horn dies every year. I'm not throwing the horn under the bus, but Flyers meter production is better. Okay. It just, it I is. I think it's close. Yeah. I mean, like the horn. When the horn was horning. Yeah. When the horn, <laughs> when the horn was not at sacks for a pregame, the horn was good. When but they, the, they still horn? They horned even if they were at sacks for. Pre-game. I know, I know, but do they still horn, uh, or has it died? Has the it's horn dead. died? Yeah, it's that's dead. what I thought. I figured it was it's dead. dead. This is the White Bear crew, Helverson and stuff. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, and Chad. Um, okay, so I've seen Little Falls in person. Okay, one. Um, bit if you of, can hear what Danny says about Little Falls off the air, it's not as. They're a Gemini jersey. There okay. we go. Um, just and, keeping it positive. And Wesley. Put moorings into the goalpost, so you can't kick this year there too. He drilled in. Yes. So I'm, I'm going little, little falls. falls home ice advantage. That's a long, long bus ride from Laverne. <laughs> that is. That's a long. Laverne's three and a half. Easy to hear. Yeah. And maybe if even you cut off a little chunk, it's still five or six hours. That's a long, long trek. What a high. Carl's Mr. Minnesota Highways. Can you Life cut is through? A highway. Can you cut through? If you cut through, it wouldn't be Morris. Easy. Would be you a be bad by, cut no. through? Yeah, going by Pipestone. Yeah, it wouldn't be good. <laughs> it wouldn't be good at all. All right, my turn. Ooh, gosh, I haven't seen either of these teams play, so it's I've seen really Laverne. hard for me. Or not Laverne, Little Falls. Um, I'm gonna go. I'll go Little Falls as well. Thank you. Hop on the Flyers. You can fly with the Flyers. I know. Can't with the Cardinal. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> Be a really yeah, strong can. Cardinal. <laughs> Be a really strong Cardinal. Okay, Joe. All right. Well, I'm going to bring this back to snowmobiles. All right. All right. <laughs> oh, I like so it. So you pass Meese out? <laughs> I don't know either of the teams. I know where they're located. Little okay. Falls would be a good spot to snowmobile? No, it okay. would not. Okay. <laughs> There's no snow up there. Laverne oh. is loaded with snow, so I'm going Laverne. Oh! <laughs> I like it. Did they get that same snow? That yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. Yep. Yeah, you're right. You're right. No snow. All right, uh, here Scientific we go. Scientific prediction. <laughs> I love it. It's better than jerseys. It's better than jerseys. Both have great jerseys, too, by the way. All right, uh, St. Cloud Cathedral uh, Northfield. This is a Friday night ice game at uh, Bloomington Ice Garden. Um. If you go by the rankings, it's cathedral. It's it's cathedral, but I think Northfield Northfield had their season ended last year in the in the, at the state tournament. Um, Danny Ryan, you get to yeah go first. Northfield. I I've been throwing Northfield into this uh, as a win for a while. We I have think this is the prove it. Been I think this is the prove it game that they show everybody that they are not number eight in the state. Okay, they are better than that, and I think this game is very important for state seating. It's and and both teams. I did the interviews last Monday. I went to both schools. Well, one Monday, one Tuesday, and both schools, both set of kids. They, you know, if we were to make it to state, they all said if we make it to state, this, this is, is a huge seating game. Um, they could, if they beat us, their seating will go the, up. 
they could be a seeded team if they get this win. Yep. Um, so there's a lot on the line for Northfield, not as much on the line for Cathedral. Um, Northfield's bringing a bus. They're going to have a big crowd at this game. That's good. I think I'm going to lean on Northfield just a hair uh, in overtime. Northfield's going to win this one. All right. We're gonna, I, is that your home rank, Joe? Huh? It's at your home rank. Is that your home rank? You know, you, I, do you know Coach Stocker? I know you know Lucky. You have to I know do know Lucky. Lucky. You have to. Well, Lucky is now at the Meadows, and so I see Lucky when I'm <laughs> golfing at the Meadows. <laughs> I knew hey, you knew him. Plug for the Meadows. They have a 10-pack. They do. All right. Okay. thousand bucks. It's as good. Really? Their regular rate out there is about 150, 160. So yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. Lucky, they it? should all join the Meadows. You'll see Lucky advertising it. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> I love all right, it. off topic. So, oh, I don't know much about St. Cloud, but I'm going to go this route. From my beginning days coaching in Prior Lake, we were in the highly touted Minnesota Conference. God, you're <laughs> getting old. Yeah. yeah, and it was a good conference. I think Holy Angels in their yeah. run there was like 570 and two yeah. or something like that. Really? Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. insane. Yeah. yeah, it was. I remember Treb sitting in meetings. He's like, we play everybody once. Can we play everybody once? <laughs> no. <laughs> play everybody once. Did uh, anybody raise a hand? We want to play it twice. <laughs> no, because Trev's run. I mean, he, uh, some of those coaches have been around a while, and yeah. they didn't like getting beat 14 to nothing, so they would just say we want to play it twice just to, <laughs> just just to get them going. Just to get them going, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Northfield, we used to play them years ago when the Lakers were in that conference, and rightfully so in that conference. Um, so I'm going to go. Northfield on that one. Everybody's going yeah, Northfield. I know where Carl's going. going no faith in the third rate uh, Crusaders. Hmm. Well, I'll take him. This is a freebie in I a way. Yeah, he's got. That's an easy Crusaders he, for him. When they win, when he gets this point, it's the easiest point he would get all year. Okay, Joe, I got to ask a question. This game's at Bloomington Ice Garden. Jags. And Eagles have never had a locker room there, have no. they? Nope. They do now. They, they do yeah. now, but yeah. they didn't when you were there. No. I got to hear this. It's, I got to hear this. What did you guys do? Yeah, that had to be practice. weird. We had uh, the locker rooms down in the gym area at the high school. Yep. That's where we kept all of our stuff. They're the old school and you steel lockers. You yep, everything there? was stored there. Okay. So we would get half of our gear on might style or full <laughs> might <laughs> style. You yep. were home dressed. For practice. For practice. And then just jump on the bus. Leg. Go you took there. a bus yeah. four blocks. Yep. For practice. For practice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm calling the E the was the Environmental <laughs> Protection Agency. EPA. Is that bad on the carbon footprint or something? <laughs> That's yeah. bad. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't want to talk about my situation, but it's it's almost worse. It was an electric bus. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. It was electric yeah, yeah. So fast forward, Jake's a sophomore in high school and doesn't have his driver's license because he's a March birthday. Debbie or Tony had to drive to Jefferson with his equipment that was staying at home, pick him up and drive him four blocks to practice because <laughs> because Debbie refused to accept a ride from someone else for the entire season. And I kept thinking to myself, it's four blocks. Jim Zolza would have killed me had I asked for a ride. I'd have walked it every day. Now, yeah. when you were playing there, could you hear the other coaches? Uh, yeah, you could. Yeah, because like. It, there's like a, you can hear between you know, lockers. The difference though is yeah. you know at the point where so Sats we would do all the chalk talk at the high school. Okay. So there wasn't a whole lot of talk at big when we get there. So same thing for games we get 
yeah. half dressed or bring her full bag and jump on the bus. Cheerleaders on the bus. Everybody's on the bus, and we wheel over the bank. Cheerleaders on the oh, yeah. bus? For four blocks. Huh? Yeah. For four blocks. For four blocks. So to, to your question, though, you back then, that place was packed. Yes. Every game was packed. There was a buzz nonstop in yes. that rink. So by the time the coaches, Sats and Bianchi, got you know, to the point where they were going to actually talk pregame, whatever it was, it was loud in there, and you really didn't hear okay. a whole lot. Fair. And, That's fair. true. That's yeah. true. Kind of white noise in a way. Yeah. Some it wasn't good white noise. Good yeah. white noise. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Why did you laugh so hard about the cheerleaders? It's just to picture them on uh, – I guess being at an all guy school, uh, okay. Like that's that's because where my head goes. Okay, we like, I literally can't we had uh, team managers, we had cheerleaders, we had the team on the bus, coaches sat in the front. It was one of the most for every game. Yes, every yep. game. And for me, like I can't picture cheerleaders trip, that way. Out of town trip, cheerleaders. They would, they would literally, the cheerleaders were just part of the team. Part of the team. Weird. At every game. Weird. Yeah. On ice. Yeah. On ice. And it was, you didn't even think twice about it. And the best thing, probably the noise way, couldn't, every game had the band. And they oh. were there for three periods, and they were. Oh, three. Three periods. Oh, the three they, periods is the big factor. Yeah. Big factor. Three periods. They didn't leave after two. Come out of the locker rooms, and they were on the right-hand side, and they'd fill. I mean, it was the whole band. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it was. <laughs> and it's like right there in Blair. Yeah, that was it, the environment there was pretty cool. Every game that in the in the eighties, he's a nineties guy. In the eighties, it was like it was standard issue. Every game band was at the game for us. Yeah. Sure. And when we played Kennedy, the cops were there too. <laughs> I can only imagine. Like like I I remember eighties like thinking there were games where, you, where I, I'd look, open the paper and see the schedule and figure out which game I was going to go to on our off nights. And I'd be like, I'm not going Jefferson Kennedy. I'd have to get there an hour early just to get in. So I never really yeah. went to that game. I was, I'd go watch Jefferson play Richfield because I knew that wouldn't be as, yeah. it'd be packed, but yeah. it wouldn't be like standing room only. I didn't want to go, even in high school, I didn't want to go to standing room only games because it was just too packed. Yeah. Okay. Let's. We'll probably okay, talk about this previously. But yes, yes. <laughs> in your other interview, which was fantastic. God, yeah, you were God, amazing. you were great. You were Thank so you. great, little Joe. <laughs> All right, uh, last game on the docket. Uh, Prior Lake. Where's this game? Eastview. Prior Lake. Eastview. That is at uh, Dakota. At Dakota. Okay. Yep. Home ice. Um, oh, sorry. No, no. It said Eastview. At Eastview. Eastview. Yep. Okay. Uh, all right. Um, and do they play? At Apple Valley High School? Yes. Yeah. They never play games at Hayes, do they? We've never played them at no. Hayes. Okay. All right. No. All right. Uh, I get to go first. Uh, I'm picking against you. Aaron Ooh. Fulton's a better hockey coach. He's, he's been on the show. Ooh. He's been on the show. He's better hockey. He's better looking. Um, and he's got a better true. hockey team. So I'm going yeah. better here. Beats average. Say, average coaching. Let's just say average Joe. coach. Average coaching staff. Average uniforms. Yeah. Yeah. The whole deal. So, so I'm, we'll, I'm going. Let's keep his pick for yeah, last. Yep, we'll go last. And then, yeah. Carl, what do you got? I mean, Eastview is a hitter power lake in the rankings. They're a top 25 team. They're in there. Got to beat the Lightning. I'll go with that. I agree with you there, Carl. Do you, have a, do you have a D1 player? No. They do. <laughs> okay. I mean, like, does does your rank have, like, weird light effects if you play, like, it's Saturday at noon? 
<laughs> no, there's us. Sun, you mean? Sun comes in. Sun in the eyes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. It, you don't have that. No. Nope. Does your rank, do you read off like the rules of the conference before the game? <laughs> no. There's yeah. us. Dan, 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 does, would like Dan to. does not do that. He would like to, though. <laughs> he would like to, yeah. I think he would like to. It's yeah. got to be Eastview. You're going Eastview, too? Yeah. Joe, no player has ever picked against the team, but I got a good feeling that maybe to fire the squad up, you pick Eastview as well to have them, you know, kind of the answer. You'd be the bad guy in the locker room. You pick Eastview. I think they need a coach than a player to finally break. <laughs> I know. I think we've needed a coach. Uh, yeah. You can do it. Yeah, I can't go against the Lakers at all. all. Right. The Lakers are playing pretty good hockey right now. Pretty good hockey. Ah, well, good to hear that. Uh, well, it's been a fantastic show. Thanks to our sponsors, Jack's Cafe, Summit Orthopedic, Red Black League, and Gemini Athletic. Danny and Carl for putting together a great show. And, of course, can't forget Kayla Joe Franz. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see everybody at Hockey Day. Love is a burning thing and it makes a fiery ring bound by wild desire i fell into a ring of fire